La, 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 oh, yeah. Hello? Hello. Reverb down. Reverb down. All right. Okay, talking to your Kev. Hello, hello. Testing, testing. Sean. Testing, testing. Yeah, that's good. Sounds good. Nice. That'd be a good show. Oh. Fucking tiring week. Fucking voting. That was the hardest thing I did all week, actually. <laughs> was, really, was, it, was it getting to the place to vote? God, dude, it? yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. I'm here with my co-host. Sean, a.k.a. Kemper Sean. And other co-host. <laughs> Kevin, how you doing? Kevin, this is Kevin. Uh, Kevin Kevin was here with Boss. Mm-hmm. Now he's back. He's For back. God knows what reason. I don't know. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. There's a lot of stuff that happened this week, and uh, it, a lot of it's weird. Mm. And in particular, I wanted to, I want to start the show with like the Jenny Ellen shit because like that is okay uh, to me the funniest one. Oh, there's a lot of funny shit. Yeah. So the Jenny Ellen happened like a week and a half, two weeks ago or something. Week or and a half. Last week we we weren't around last week. We just kind of skipped things because yeah. you know fuck it. Uh, but yeah, like Jenny Ellen. So Jenny, what's the story? Jenny Ellen Jenny got went, went in front of Congress or somebody. No, 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 no. Congress. She was at, she, this was at some type of event where she was speaking. And I think Francis Poulier actually showed up because it was in was it in Canada maybe? Yeah. And recorded on his phone a five minute segment of uh, they asked her about Bitcoin and she gave her opinion on it. Right. And it was very. Um, it was it's used by criminals. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. Is, like she she railed on the stuff. Right. Which is significant because she was just the Fed chair. Right, right, and, and then like that kind of gives a sentiment of like where their head might be at, or that that's kind of like. I mean, aside from the fact that Jenny Yellen talked about Bitcoin, like, that was the other takeaway I took from right. that. Right. No, like, I agree with that. I, I agree. But what's funny is that the next day, some dude tweets out that he sent Janet Yellen $20 in Bitcoin mm-hmm. using some service that no one's ever heard of. Right. And that she emailed him back. Uh, I mean, bring it up. What's, what's the note? Uh, so this was in the... So he like it was like this whole tweet of like, oh, yeah, she's now a Bitcoin owner. Yeah. And I glanced at it and I was like, oh, he, there, there's some service out there where I guess you can like email people, like, I don't know, a few dollars in Bitcoin and like they get a pat, they get like a, a, a generated phrase or something. I don't know. Right. Um, but, uh, what is this? Oh, find the, find the fucking Raz Suprovici, the founder of Bitcoin gifting service Bitterica, sent uh, Janet Yellen 0.03 or roughly $20. By way of her University of California Berkeley email address, uh, she said that when she, when, when they asked her uh, to confirm the gift, she said she received it but haven't gone so far in investigating the newly obtained coins. Right. So, like, wh- what what is this? <laughs> well, I I, I think what I think is funny. I mean, like it, Kevin called it. We were talking about it the other day, mm-hmm. and he like, it, can you find the actual message, the email that was claimed to be sent back? Because that that's that's the best part of this it's, whole thing. It, it says. Uh, Addressed to him, it says, uh, thank you for the Bitcoins. Maybe to know it is to love it. Love. Best Janet. Best Janet. <laughs> and, Janet! And the timestamp was 5.43 a.m. Right. So, I, like, I, you call bullshit. Which, I call bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on this. I, I, yeah. I, I, it took me a few days to come around. But I think you're right. I think that it's bullshit. So the service that he used to send it. Is his own service right? So you did a little more invest. You did a little more digging. Yeah. Uh, 
I looked it up, and it launched about seven days, about a week prior to this this yelling stunt. I love this. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's absolutely hilarious to me. So, like, he launches it. He then all of a sudden gets Janet Yellen to email him back. Uh, thank you. So Coindesk picks Janet. up. Yeah, Coindesk writes an article, uh, picks up this story, and it contains an actual quote from Janet in there too, which there's no. Uh, it's definitely not included in the response. So unless they reached out to her and got an actual quote, or you know they sent an email, I have no idea where that quote came from because it's not in the reply that she sent to. Well, I also him. think it, what's funny is that like the email that they sent or the the, the, the comment that they got from Janet Yellen's office isn't we got the email or that we responded to him. Yep. It's it, So there's no confirmation of that. It's that we got some Bitcoins. So, like, he may have sent them, and they may be confirming that without having any knowledge of the fact that he's, like, doctored this email back from her. That could be possible. And and also, it's it's such a 180 from her comments that she made so literally different. the day before. She just said that it's, it's for criminals, and then she's like, oh, okay, I'll try this out. Maybe to know is to love it. Maybe I love it. <laughs> <laughs> for twenty bucks worth. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's oh okay. my god. It's. I mean, it seems like she's like basically like outlining like why it's a high risk asset, and then like takes it. Like you're like, well, you know, Janet really doesn't like the Petro, so we we sent her like twenty twenty dollars <laughs> in like Venezuelan currency to like circumvent regulation. She sent back to know it is to love it. Best Janet. I think that'd be bullshit. Like, I think I think you might be out of this. I'm a little I'm a little weirded out though. Like, Coin Desk generally does really good work. I think so. I'm I'm really curious as to what what happened there. If this is in fact bullshit, I think it's such a juicy headline to, so to, juicy. to write that article. So fucking it's, it's juicy. It's so tempting just to pick it up and believe it and run with it. Oh my god! But, but it got it got it got a lot of coverage. It was retweeted by a bunch of people. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, other sites picked it up, and uh, a lot of people believe that Janet Yellen now owns Bitcoin. Well, I, okay, so we're, we don't have a lot more than that right now, but, like, Kevin's on the prowl. I've, I've never seen someone determined, as, <laughs> as you are right now, to, like, figure out whether this is bullshit. So we'll, we will have more next week, I think, <laughs> depending. You know what? Maybe Coindesk has Janet's personal phone number. <laughs> 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 and maybe that's how they did it. Maybe so you'll not get a comment, but maybe that's what's going on there. Sean looks dead behind the eyes. Look at that guy. I'm looking for like her actual. Uh, I can't find it. I, I can't I was find it either. It. I've been like, we I'm had like it on, searching. We, had, for we, it. we put it on Merkle Report, um, but I like it's so it's it's on Merkle Report somewhere. Uh, that's where you should really be living, Sean. Just like go there because I put the archives at the end. By the way, oh, you did. Yeah, so you can oh. look at the old stuff. Oh, more entries. Let me add in here. If you're listening, go to MerkleReport.com. And check out current news. Yeah, I can't find it. Oh, me neither. We should maybe have a better search function on there. I'm learning. I'm Which, learning about the our own site. What's that? Yeah, well, it's, it's it's not like we know anything about the internet. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, like to know it is to love it. I mean, that was one of the funnier. The the best Janet was the funniest part. Like very like yeah. Janet. Yeah. That's it. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna fucking start signing everything as Janet. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So Gab got Gab got taken off of everything this week too. They got Alex Jonesed. Yeah. They. Yeah. That's 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 exactly what happened because it was right after last was, week. It, it was, was last week. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was right like after last the, week. Yeah. Right after the, uh, the the synagogue shooting. Yeah. Um. And it was uh. It was another like it was it was their hosting provider. It was PayPal. It was Stripe. It, it's funny because we actually met Joyent was their their hosting provider. We literally just mentioned them on the show a few weeks ago, which is funny. 
because uh, I, I, I mentioned them as like an example for hosting that you could use it uses as an alternative. Mm. Uh, generally, because like I generally think nobody nobody knows who they are, but right. apparently they're you know Gab uses them. So I mean Gab Gab got kicked off Joyent, PayPal, Stripe, and before that they were kicked off a number of other stuff too, right? Yeah, like I think uh, was it Mastercard stopped transacting or something like that. Like they've they've got they've lost a lot of shit. Yeah, well they've had they've had issues with like their. Uh, they had issues with Azure. They have, they've had like hosting Azure, issues. That was, that was Azure, the one that yeah, was like, yeah. that. that's right. Azure kicked them off like just previous. Right. So like, and, and it's, it's, it's the narrative of like, oh, there's, there's, uh, there's Nazis on this site. And this guy was like uh, allowed to spew his right. Nazi stuff on the site. And therefore, we're, we're, we're cutting them off. Well, we, had, they, we had they, another shooting yesterday, right? Uh, yeah. And, and I, think, I think Gab is going after like Instagram hard because he had an Instagram account. They were asking uh, when the when the DOJ investigation is going to launch, but I yeah. don't think they will. Yeah, <laughs> of course I they won't. Yeah, of course they won't. I just see a new story that uh, Gab's server has been subpoenaed by the Pennsylvania Attorney General, um, which is well, they well they're not going to get anything because subpoena like servers can't respond to subpoenas. Well, people have to respond. To ah, subpoenas. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but like. They're uh, they they yeah I mean they're they're getting they're getting taken they're getting deplatformed like, yeah it's wow. very similar to the Alex Jones stuff and it's funny yeah. to me you know what's really interesting about it to me more than anything is that Alex Jones got removed from everything for his speech mm-hmm. right Gab is getting removed from everything for someone else's speech which is like a very different angle yeah generally like laws have covered uh, what's called user generated content UGC mm-hmm. there's a lot of very robust law around UGC. And that, you know, with regard to copyright, for example, if someone puts copyright on your site and they're user-generated content, then it's not your burden to bear. You have to remove it when asked, but you're not the one that's going to be held liable for it. The user who posts it is. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of law against UGC or about UGC. Gab is all UGC, but they're getting removed for that user-generated content, which blows my mind. Mm. Completely different than, like, anything else. Isn't that kind of what they did with uh, Kim.com and Mega Upload? They... Wasn't that the same argument that he used, that it's user-submitted? Well, yeah, but Kim.com had, like, a, a little bit of a different <laughs> <laughs> approach to it all. Like, <laughs> Kim.com would, would literally comply, uh, but but only literally. Hmm. Like, for example, I, I think I think what was going on with Kim.com was, remember Mega Upload? They had the videos where mm-hmm. you could watch, it, like, any movie you wanted on, on Mega Upload. Not that I did, but, the, but you probably did. No. And... Uh, <laughs> and and, and and they would get these. They would get. So apparently, the law has something to do with the URL of the video. Like it, it you know, you got to remove it from that URL. So he was removing it from that URL and just changing the URL. Mm. So they would never actually take down the video. I believe that was like that's that's the big claim, which is funny because it is in direct compliance with the law, but not <laughs> exactly the spirit of the law, which is hilarious. Apparently, it's enough to get raided by the FBI though, or whoever it was. Who, who raided them? Was it FBI? I don't or, know. I think it was U.S. Uh, U.S. raid. I remember it watching was a video US raid, of the, but who, the, the, like the, what, what department did it? Uh, like maybe yeah, FBI marshals? Maybe I don't know. It, might, not, it must have been the marshals. Like it was. Well, I can't think of it. It was some U.S. agency, and I don't think the FBI has any like ability to go onto foreign soil and do that shit. They had multiple helicopters. They it was, sure it was did. Probably like a co co event between the uh, authorities. Now and... I, I think that most people think they had multiple helicopters as like a big operation. I think that they were just afraid they might have to airlift him. <laughs> 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 he's a big dude. Yeah, he's God, a big he's guy. huge. He's also he's also like a world class Call of Duty player. 
That's because he's a big dude. Yeah. Like, what, how do you think he got so <laughs> or big? Something. Yeah. Like some people get muscular. Like oh, that guy exercises a lot. Kim Kim dot com. You look at him like that guy plays Call of Duty a lot. Wasn't he ranked like like yeah. top rankings? Oh yeah. yeah, that guy. He also that guy. He said he was working on some project. Of course, he's working on some project. He's Kim dot com. But like, I haven't heard. Anything I don't know about why that he's doing. That. He's he's got a ton of money. If I were him, I would just sit back and like I don't know, record rap. Yeah, I, he's had two big Bitcoin announcements that have never really materialized over the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, the, like wait for this announce something big coming. Something and, big. Yeah, and then like nothing. Nothing. Do you think he? Do you think he? Realize that like what he was thinking was like completely wrong. No. Or do you think he's just like? I think he's. There? I think he's playing Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's playing Fortnite. I see, it could maybe, be it. Like you know what? <laughs> that is true, Kevin. His inability to produce did coincide directly with Fortnite. There's <laughs> there's a high correlation there. Ding ding. Yeah. We're so, out of something there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right, Sean. I think that's what happened. I think yeah. he discovered like a because I mean, who gives a fuck? Do you think? Do you think that Fortnite is the government's answer to Bitcoin? <laughs> like you could just make every man lazy. Like we have all these programmers programming Bitcoin. How do we get them to stop? Ah, we could make a really like yeah. addictive game. <laughs> make it free. Make it free. <laughs> well, like, this is how we collect taxes from now on skins. <laughs> Selling skins. Did you see CoinDesk was playing Fortnite? Yeah, they like tweeted something out. About yeah, Fortnite. it was uh, Jacob uh, Donley and some other guy. Okay, who I don't know, but uh, they were terrible. I don't remember. I counted how many kills they got in that whole stream. I think it was one. Wow. Was yeah. it? Was it like? Was it something where they were talking? And it was like more than just they were trying guys to talk. <laughs> you never played Fortnite, so like it, you, I don't well, think you appreciate well, the difficulty you, of talking while playing. Well, when you play games with people and you're like consciously like on top of what you need to be doing, it's tough to like. Oh, it's so fucking hard. It's tough to like do both at the same time. I can I can barely like rub one out and play Fortnite, mm. and I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> uh, but no, Fortnite is. I mean, like it's so fucking hard to talk. And they they tried it. It was at, like I watched it. And the explanations, like you'd sit there watching, he's like, "So tell me about how you got into, uh, you know, Bitcoin as well." You know, I was at the same with Pete Rizzo. Uh, he came up and he was like, uh, he's, uh, he's, do, uh, "What do you know? Hear about this stuff?" And I was uh, like, <laughs> uh, "I like the stuff." Uh, shit, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. How do you open this? <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were bad. They were so new too. Like yeah. it was funny because I was watching. It was like they were like, "Ah, oh, we play. They're called, we're not great. They're called bots now. That's the new terminology I picked up from the Twitch streams. Noobs are bots. Or people yeah. that are just shit. Well, noobs, people that are shit, like you know, they're called bots. Yeah. Oh, they're, they, they should the just NPCs. NPCs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. That's, that's funny. Along the same line, but it's uh, yeah. There's a bot over there. Oh, he's a bot. It's it, true. It's thrown around all over the place now. I was amazed that they got any kills at all, but they yeah. did. They got a couple. But yeah, that's 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 excellent. <laughs> you you've been playing. You've been streaming, haven't you? Showing your bare chest and stuff. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I figured. Wow. I don't. Me. I really don't know how Twitch works, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I've gotten on it a little bit. I've watched a few streams, but I don't really like. There's like a currency on Twitch, isn't there? There is. It's called bits, and uh, one bit is one penny. Really? Yes. And you, like people you gamble them, or you can, they like... you can buy them from Twitch, and they have packages uh, where you get discount for buying in bulk. So is that a fuck you to Bitcoin? No, I think it's something that's always been there in these type of games. Like they have their own. Type of credit system. You call it bits, though. Yeah, but this is like a, we don't oh, we don't think, need your stinking but, blockchain. But, but think about like why Bitcoin's called Bitcoin to begin with. It's referring to bits, like which makes sense across like any computer science. Yeah, but they could have called it like Twitch bucks. Yeah, or twits. 
We could have called them tits. Yeah, there we go. So tit, yeah, titcoin or tits. Something. Tits. They could have called yeah. them tits. Which seems like its own whole platform. It I, is. I, don't, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any. It's a whole platform to learn. Like I don't. I don't know anything about it. It's. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Do you know the history of Twitch? Um, they were acquired by Amazon, and then they started something. Then they started something else. Like it was. Oh. No, I'm gonna get it wrong. Be, be, like before, they were Twitch. They were Justin TV. That's right. And people would use Justin TV to like stream sports games. They'd like set up a camera in their house and stream it over Justin TV. Okay. So you could go to Justin TV and like watch any channel you wanted. It was great, but they they couldn't like figure out how to like make it super revenue positive. They would earn money, but like not enough. So how they how they pivot to. Like how, how? Like was the intention? So apparently for they had a couple. Like they had a couple. Or? They had a couple really big gamers on uh-huh. Justin TV, and they realized that there was a market there. So they like they switched over like to Twitch, which was supposed to be like an all game streaming platform, mm-hmm. and it just grew huge, hmm. which is amazing. Like it's it's funny to me because I remember all those kids. I had a I had a good friend uh, as as a kid uh, named <laughs> his, his. Well, his I, I was good friends with his brother. His name was Cloyd. His brother uh, is named Weldon. And Weldon was uh, recently the coach of TMC, TCM. One of the esports teams? The, the esports team. The They're like number one League of Legends team mm. uh, in the world. And it's funny because I know Weldon very, very well. And I'd, I'd like sit there watching like ESPN, not that I watch it, but like, like you know, I'd, I'd get these clips from like ESPN too, where they're showing the, the video games and they're like asking Weldon stuff. And I remember when I was a kid, Weldon would sit at his computer playing World of Warcraft and selling on eBay, these World of Warcraft characters, and his mom would sit upstairs screaming like, you fucking useless kid! Get off the fucking computer! You're gonna, you're gonna no- amount to nothing! And then he went on to invent this field of psychology, which is esports psychology, which is like team management stuff, how to manage uh, your esports team and like make them get along. And so like, I, I look at that now, it's hilarious to me, and I was like, yeah, your fucking mom don't know shit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, whoever... Who, Get off the fucking computer, you stupid kid! Who would have thought that, like, getting into the video game industry would have so many, like, opportunities? Well, you know what's... A, I, what's and, funny to me is, is that... To, like, have a career in... There's no... The thing is, I don't blame parents for not knowing that, because there was no way that we could have ever seen the monetization of this stuff. Mm. Ever. Like, could well, like, you, who, could who, you who would have that? thought that watching other people? Play I, I hated it when I was thing. a kid. I would watch people play. Like, this is fucking boring. Let me let me get right. control. And then now there's like a whole industry of it, and it's just, it, it's huge. Yeah, oh, yeah. People fill stadiums to watch other people play video games. Yeah, I actually I used to be a pretty hardcore sports fan, and I don't like watching regular sports anymore. But I I will tune into like a high level Fortnite tournament or a Rocket League tournament on Twitch, like. It's way more exciting to me. Same, and well, it's because I know what's going on there. I don't. I have yeah. no idea what's going on in football. Well, yeah. Look uh-huh. at the speed of that guy building. Oh my god! <laughs> <Yeah>. Some of these. <laughs> well, you have the high level matches, which can be pretty exciting, where it's yeah. like two big teams. But then you just have the one off dude that maybe people like to watch him, and he might like make a living or she or whatever by just being like just playing casually. Well, I get it though. Like I had this, I had this hilarious experience where I, I have this, I have this one Fortnite game that someone uploaded, right? And I was pretty proud of it. So I showed somebody else. And I was like, watch this thing. And I show it to them. They're like, what the fuck is going on? I have no fucking clue. What, like, you, you just built that? What, what the fuck? How did you do that? Why? What's the point? 
And then, like, I'd turtle in and I would sit one place for, like, a minute. Like, well, what are you doing? This is so boring. Like, oh, okay. So, like, like, I get it. No, like, unless you're, like, playing it to, to most people, these things are like football are to me. I have no idea what's going on in football. Mm. Right? So, like, it's, it's very similar to, I think, I think this is the experience that, like, people must have when they watch sports. <laughs> I get it. Like, oh, I, I, like, I like that guy's a very talented guy. Yeah, which is what I see when I see like Fortnite guys. Well, you'll see, you'll see. Oh, Fortnite guys, like that was a great play. That was a great. Yeah, great guy. Wow, really? Like that was some real end game, like strategic moving there around the storm. Like your mom looks, you like what the fuck are you talking about the storm? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, like it's it's very it's very weird to me to watch because like I think that most people who have never played these games have no idea what's going on Mm. at all. So. But yeah, I, I I do I don't blame parents because I don't think that there was any way to monetize this years ago. I mean, not not just no way, but there was no way to conceive of it. Mm. Like I wouldn't have watched. Like I, you couldn't have convinced me that people would spend their time watching other people play sports, esports. Yeah. So Twitch has uh, you can you can buy bits and then tip those out. However, you can tip one bit, thousand bits. You get different symbols and rewards. Uh, and what's a cash out? How do you cash out? Can you? I, I don't know. It's through Twitch. Yeah, I, I think they handle that. Uh, you can do direct tips through PayPal. So people just send send like a tip through PayPal. Uh, it's, it, you can uh, subscribe. It's like five bucks a month, and I think the the streamer gets like three dollars of that or half of that or something like that. You can gift subscribers. So sometimes people gift ten subscribers. But uh, well, now now even in game, like you in Fortnite, there's a feature you can actually like ha- tip a person, a, a creator on Twitch. I think in the game. That's great. I didn't yeah. see that. You, you, you can pick who you want to tip. Like when you make a purchase in their store, it will send a portion of the proceeds to like whoever it is that you're like giving to. Hmm. So hmm. It, it's it, like it's even in game now. It's a whole economy. It's amazing. Mm. And it doesn't need a blockchain. It doesn't seem like it does. It doesn't seem. No. Not yet. Not yet. Well, because it's always like, well, what, you know, what could happen or what would be. Something that would cause people to like go into a, a, a Bitcoin economy or, or have the need for one when you do have these advanced economies in these games, but they're all in the game. Well, what's interesting to me is that, like there's 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 a lot of people that get their accounts hacked on these things, right? Mm-hmm. And people do that; they spend their like in coin game and stuff like that. These V bucks in, in in Fortnite, it's called. Uh, other games have their own little like internal currency. I mean, if, if it were a, a, a bearer asset, you would never be able to restore accounts. Ever. Unless you're just, unless, you know, the company that makes the game is just holding them. I don't think people quite understand that. Like, it doesn't advantage these companies at all to make these these are equivalent to anything in, like, any crypto. Mm-mm. It makes no sense. Oh, yeah. No, it's to keep the Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese tokens. Right. Yeah. Probably less regulation, too. Mm-hmm. The, I think that, I think that the use may be moving from game to game. So if the game itself and the people the people who own the game don't they want to keep that economy in there. There'd have to be cr- real like highly creative ways to move value from Fortnite to some oh, other game. So I used to think that too, but can't you accomplish but, that with like APIs? Well, I didn't mention one Just more like thing. Games talk to each other. One more thing too, the uh, actual Twitch streamers can launch their own currency for their channel. Oh, that's right. And name it whatever they want and set the reward schedule to, you know, new subscribers get 100 units of whatever you want to call it. But that's an actual thing right now. So they can make their own on Twitch. Correct. On Correct. blockchain, though, right? No blockchain. No blockchain. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's also a huge gambling component. You type in uh, exclamation point gamble or exclamation point roulette and the amount you want to gamble, and it's a 50-50 coin flip. 
So, really? Yeah, it's uh, right in there. Right in there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, leaderboards. I mean, it's it's set up really, really well, and I think they're learning as they go, and it's constantly improving. But it's already very nice. Hmm. Oh man, that that scares me. That makes me think that, uh, that there's no use for Bitcoin. I think. Except in the illegal markets of gambling and uh, buying drugs. To, to bet on the esports, <laughs> to gamble yeah, on no, the esports, I, I think that's really where it could shine, has the potential to shine the most. What, what I don't under like, I, I would not be surprised if Twitch becomes sort of like this repository for uh, signing these, you know, contracts and basically doing like if you if you, for example, you know, bet on this person, they would sign off who won, who lost, you know, for for big players. I wouldn't be surprised if Twitch becomes that eventually. I don't. I don't. Maybe that might. That, maybe that might not be in the risk profile. Yeah. But someone's got to do that at some point. Well, they would. They would just be such a reliable source of you know who who won or lost the the contest that you know you could probably just pull from that. But uh, some some of the Bitcoin betting sites actually will. They for a while now they've been listing some of the big esports matches um, where you can actually bet on them. You can. Yeah. They put a thirty cent line or a forty cent line, so there's a lot of vig because it's an exotic exotic bet, but. Uh, uh, what was I, the one? What, what was the one you found today that was like a <laughs> a twenty percent vig for a coin flip, basically? Oh no, it was there was one twelve on each side by DraftKings. Twelve percent. So yeah, what was it twenty four percent? They well, get twenty four cents per bet, or no? Because one side's going to win. So twelve cents per bet they get. What, what, is, no. what, what is their take? I, I don't. I'm not like an odds guy, so their take is. Well, say say you bet a, say they get a hundred bucks on both sides. Yeah. One guy's going to lose one twelve. One guy's going to win a hundred. So it'd be twelve dollars. So they get twelve bucks. Yeah. yeah. On, on two hundred dollars bet, one hundred on each That's side. That's obscene. Yeah. On a coin flip. That's fucking amazing. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I, I, I mean, why, why? Like, who's betting on that site? Because they're making a lot of money. I think people must be taking it. I, it's people that are bad at math. That's, we, all, we that's talking, all there is. We were talking to Droplister a few a few months ago. I think he yeah. ended up at a. Uh, DraftKings party or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah, he, he said uh, it was filled. Yeah, they're popular. People will bet on the coin flip of the Super Bowl, but th- this was a bet for whether the game was going to end and the final score was even or odd. I mean, it wasn't even that interesting. But uh, people must be hitting that that you know hitting that action for a twelve percent vig. Yeah, obscene. I, I I can't even believe it. Yeah, it makes. I mean, like, it makes perfect sense to me though that Bitcoin like has use there. Like, I understand too. If you're talking about two teams, like the the Braves playing the Marlins, and you think the Braves are going to win, so you don't mind paying the vig because you think you're smarter than you know. But but, like on a coin flip, it's pure fifty fifty. So the vig is really stands out. What uh, what what in your like what is a normal vig? Uh, A normal vig is for for like an NFL football game is minus one ten on each side. So they're they're only two percent more. Yeah, but it's so a coin. coin it's flip. a coin. Yeah, flip. I know. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might have some insight. You know, the What's, injury what, report or something. What is uh, what is the vig on like the coin flip at the Super Bowl? Would it be like one hundred five? No, no. They, they'll make it one ten too. They'll keep that one ten too. Really? Yeah, but it's such a, a it's like a great opening bet. Like it's like a vanity bet. Um, so a you lot of people do it to get your like D dubs. A lot of people that take that bet, they'll have you know a dozen prop bets going. Like, will this guy have more than three catches? Will Brady throw for more than three hundred yards? You know, they'll have all these type of exotic bets, and and the bookies love those because they're all high vig. They're all one fifteen usually the prop oh, bets interesting. on each side, so it's a thirty mm-hmm. cent line. Interesting, and and those are I mean, are those better than a coin flip? When you're betting on them, like they're 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 no. a little bit more skilled. Well, you, right? you might, yeah, you might have some knowledge on you know, like a certain player is going to get targeted that game, 
you know, and it might not be reflected in the in the prop bet price. Right. So, yeah, that's because you're betting on like different events happening versus yeah. just like a score or the yeah. Like, is Wes Walker going to have more than three catches? And you might know that the Patriots are going to target him over the middle a lot that game, so you have a perceived edge. You, you know, it, you would you wouldn't want to lay vig on a on a coin flip. You would want to at least believe that you have an edge that will outweigh the vig. Interesting. Hmm. I, I think that betting is really cool because, like, it's it seems like such a fucking efficient market. Like some of these stories on betters, uh, I, I particularly like love O'Thorpe's books in particular. He is uh, he's the guy that wrote to "Beat the Dealer" back in the day, and he also you know invented a bunch of things with like Claude Shannon. He invented the world's first wearable computer, for example. Nice, which they tried to use to uh, win roulette. <laughs> Uh, but they, I mean, he's he's a really cool guy, and he talks a lot about like you know odds and stuff like that. And out of, out of out of his work comes a lot of this stuff that we see now, like people using algorithms to win horse racing, which I think is the coolest one of them all. By the way, horse racing. Yeah, or? I mean you you've you've seen a lot of those articles, right? Yep. What do you think of that? Like, have you seen that? Like, apparently Hong Kong is the best place to uh, to make horse racing bets. We we talked about this a little, yeah. a little bit before, but not 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 specifically the horse racing bets. Of yeah, like, well, the, like the, the horse racing bets are the neatest ones. They're the ones that make billionaires. There's there's a huh. famous gambler by the name of Billy Walters. I think I've talked to you about him before, but yeah. he's he's made himself wealthy and famous and known for being the first guy to use computers to analyze games and and you know. Wasn't that that was the article that uh, you sent like months ago, right? Where it, that, that, there were some really weird things in there that blew my mind. Like, uh, one of them was, apparently they won something like $3 million or something on a bet, some incredible bet that the computer made, and they just kind of let it go because it, it, they said it would have been unethical to claim. Yeah, maybe. It, that, it, that, it blew my mind. It was, yeah. I was like, what? I, I don't understand gambler, the mechanics that's, there. That's, this is probably a side second story well, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Well, no, I think, I, think there was, I think there was something legal to it. Like, okay. the fact that, like, if, if for example, you don't claim bets... It goes to the government's some sort of like quote unquote charity in the government mm. there. So like essentially, if you let your bets stay, they know who did it, and it's kind of a bribe. They kind of let they kind of let the the international horse racing betting. I think particularly not like non window betting. Okay. Go on because of the profitability to the charity. It's something like that. Wow. Hmm. So you're basically it's a tax, if you will. Like so, I think that was essentially what they were doing, like paying their tax. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you said he was working with Claude Shannon on this. Othorpe? Or you said that there was some involvement. Othorpe was working with Claude Shannon uh, back in the day. They were like really good friends. Othorpe was like, right. he walks he walks into Claude Shannon's house, uh, I mean, into his office, I think, and they became quick friends. They were very smart. I think at one time Othorpe was on the shortlist for people to take over uh, uh, Buffett's hedge fund, even. <clears throat> and I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's still the case. I don't know. Huh. But Othorpe... That's interesting. Yeah, Othorpe is... Uh, he's He worked with Shannon. Basically, they were both obsessed with beating games. Well, Claude Shannon, I feel like, would want to see what he what, what he could use the tech for to actually beat it. Like, you would want to see how... Well, that's what they're doing with, with roulette. They built a, a roulette thing in the basement, and they were trying it out, mm-hmm. and they had a ton of problems. Like, they discovered... They thought that they were, like, figuring it out, but they realized that the... The roulette wheel was slightly tilted to like a you know milli degree, and it was it was uh, favoring some numbers over others because of that. So like it was very hard to get the get the uh, situation in the room exactly correct. But they were they were doing okay with just kind of like figuring out where the ball was, you know, basically calculating the momentum and and trying to figure out within a degree of precision where that ball would land. Yeah. And as a result, they were able to like you know because you can you can make your bets up to like the last I don't know 
few turns of the ball. Have you ever thrown dice on a craps table in Vegas? No. I, I don't know how to play craps, but I, a, everyone tells me it's the funnest game at the, at the casino. It's a very simple game, actually, but it looks complicated. But if you throw the dice in an improper manner, there's people who can throw the dice and roll certain numbers. But the back... Really? Absolutely. It'll blow your mind. But the, if you look at the backboard at any Vegas roulette table, they have like a diamond-shaped like foam. You so it's like that, an right? uneven pattern. You have to hit the back wall. And they're watching your toss because really? I've seen guys on a flat wall that can throw numbers. Really? Yeah. So they made that hard. So they have like yeah, a, it's they're, like they're ridged, watching you. So yeah, if you, you got to throw a certain toss. If you start throwing weird, they'll be, they'll, they'll they'll tell you something. And then really? they give you like a warning. They yeah. come over the whisper in your ear. Absolutely. And like, okay, and then you leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. I don't yeah. know. He was on a hot streak. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. But I guess I, that makes sense though, because like people have like talents. For the betting stuff, you, you had me. You recommended the movie Rounders this week. Have you seen this? Rounders. I, that movie. The name sounds familiar. But I, I I've, I've seen never it. seen it. I've never seen it. Never heard of it. Okay. And it's amazing. It's a great. It's a great movie about a, a guy who has like he's a great poker player. Mm-hmm. Kind of puts it aside for for a girl for a while and a career and a career. <laughs> and he goes and tries shit and he like impresses people. And then there's this kind of crucial turning point in the movie where he's in this room where these guys are playing poker and he cold reads everybody. Like, tells them all what their hands are based okay. on, like, 10 seconds of, like, watching the cards. Yeah. And it, it and then he goes and picks up his friend from prison, and it starts him on this, like, path to getting back into gambling and, and like, losing everything that he gave up gambling for. But he loves it. It's, it's like, kind of okay. <laughs> but huh. it's it's very, like, there. there's a couple amazing scenes in it, one of which is they go, they find this game up in Binghamton, New York, playing mm-hmm. with a bunch of cops. And the guy starts, like, dealing... And, you know, he's, he's pulling cards from the deck and giving the guy winning hands. And it's amazing because I think that, I mean, there are guys that can actually do that. Yeah, they're called mechanics. So, yeah. Like they, they can like – they'll manipulate the deck and give – and I don't know, they'll deal from the bottom or something. And uh, they'll, they'll give you whatever hand they want to give you. So I, it doesn't surprise me, I guess, if people can do that with dice. Those are mine though because that does not seem – that's like a skill. When did you, when did you start practicing that? I think a lot of people get their practice in jail. Really? In prison, That yeah. makes sense. You have a lot of free time, so people figure some weird stuff that's, out. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Like it, hits the, it slides across the table, sixes and sevens. Yep. That'd be amazing. I, yeah, because I, I, I can't even conceive of some of the talent that like occurs in that stuff. Yeah. And, and like with gambling, I think you're just trying to give yourself like a small edge, usually. Sure. I mean, and, you know, for magicians, the sleight of hand, if you practice it enough, it can become invisible to the naked eye. Oh, yeah. I watch a Penn and Teller uh, fooled us stuff a lot. Yeah. And I watch, I watch those guys do the card tricks. I'm just like, what the fuck are they doing? Even knowing with the benefit of pause and yeah, replay. Like, I, I put it on slow-mo. Yeah. <laughs> I do it. I'd like, on YouTube, you can put it like 0.5 speed. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll watch this real quick. <laughs> yeah. What? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's mind blowing. Yeah, well, it's amazing what people can do. Right, they just like figure out and put. Well, it's, it's amazing what the human mind doesn't see. Yeah, like you're watching it, and like you even slow it down. Even the camera, I guess, doesn't see it. It's very fast. Like they're they're just doing magic. Mm. I love the guys that walk up and shake your hand, and then all of a sudden they take your watch and your wallet. You know, all of a sudden within like thirty seconds, they have everything that yeah. you had on your body. Yeah, well, those, those guys are great. You watch them on YouTube. Yeah, they're, I, I want to believe that it's a hoax. Them. I want to no, believe that. But it that, isn't. Yeah, like, I like it when they like slow it down and they show it because like you're watching them. Like, hey, how you doing? And all of a sudden, like everything's like, gone. But you don't even notice as the viewer. Like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that seems like a normal interaction. And then like, <laughs> and then he's like, hey, where's your watch? 
I don't fucking know. I don't know. And then, like, you go back and watch it, and sure enough, the guy started with a watch and doesn't have it anymore. And then the other, like, somehow he's got his wallet, which was in his yeah. back pocket. And you're like, what the fuck? And you watch it on slow-mo, and you never see him, like, reach back there and, like, pull How it out. to undo the clasp on How the wrist the without the guy feeling it. I'd want to believe that I would notice right away, but um, I wouldn't. know I wouldn't. You yeah. just wouldn't. That's why I walk around like this. <laughs> <laughs> Especially, especially in the ghetto, I just, just put my hands away. Just, all the jazz hands, just, yeah, just those jazz hands. You spray his hands. This is how I walk. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Hello, trying to get my watch now, fucker. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, they're they're amazing. Like the, the the mechanics they use to do that stuff is incredible. The card the card stuff is the stuff that like blows my mind. I cannot believe that that is something that people do. Um, the last couple of weeks we've been talking a little bit about like uh, Yale getting into crypto. Yeah. So and did like, they get it? I mean, I think I think it's confirmed. They they invested something. We don't know what, but they they cryptocurrency fund, right. which could mean a lot of Ripple and Tron. And probably Ethereum. a lot of Ripple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Tomato coin. I want to see them put money into like vagina coin or something like that. Just not knowing it, like disclosing those earnings. I think yeah. that'd be great. Um, but yeah, it's probably like I'm Ripple sure it's a lot of the top Tron. ten holdings. If I had to guess, the coin market cap top ten probably EOS. makes up ninety five percent of their holdings. We put all our money into bit shares, and now we don't have an endowment. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think, I, given people's understanding of crypto, I could see one of these funds putting like a ton of money into something like Tether, and not realizing that a stable coin is stable. You got to own it if it's part of the top ten. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, well, we got to put it in. So it's, it's tether. Could moon. <laughs> <laughs> so the numbers that they claimed was like four hundred million for Yale, and I don't. I mean, I'm well, sure. Apparently, Harvard now is putting Harvard. Yeah, and and I, they didn't release. Uh, did they release numbers on that? Like of what they said, they didn't say like what they invested. But I'm assuming it was a decent chunk. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a lot, right? Like, do they have to publicly announce what they do, or is I don't that know. voluntary? I, mean, I think it's voluntary because they are like they're they're not they're not regulated the same way. It's it's an endowment. I bet that's bullshit. It's a like, the, like the Yellen story too. It probably is. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the same guy. Just call Harvard. Although this is reported in the Harvard Crimson, yeah. Actually, so it's you're a student right. newspaper. Yeah. So like th- that can't be inaccurate. <laughs> Students. <laughs> <laughs> They could have gotten it wrong. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have. Um, but, yeah, they, I don't... Uh, I mean, they're not disclosing, like, what, you know, they're putting it into. I mean, it's like, if there is institutional money coming in, where, like, where is it going and how is it getting there? Because... Well, like, I, I can answer that, a check. Yeah, but, like... So, for example, like, Coinbase, Coinbase like, started and then shut down, like, uh, some pro... Uh, in trading or investment account, right? Like they've they, Coinbase Coinbase has been doing like various products. Like they had like an index of like a bunch of different shit coins. Like it seemed like they were trying to attract some of that institutional money. I don't know who else is like would be. I thought that was targeted at retail guys, just allowing them like a simple retail. solution, like a you know like a one stop like combo pack. They have a Schiller quote in here, which I was really happy about. They do, yeah. Well, what is this? What's the what's the quote? Robert Schiller, a Nobel Prize winning Yale economist, said endowments willingness the endowments willingness to invest in cryptocurrency does not equate to a full throated endorsement of the digital asset. What I imagine happened at Harvard Management and Yale is that somebody came and gave a presentation from one of these funds and showed how there seems to be inefficiencies in this market, and they can benefit from that, he said. It wasn't giving them an endorsement, it was hoping to buy and sell at a higher price later. 
That's uh, that's how Robert Schiller sounds. You probably that, never heard him. Yes, uh, yeah, that's, that's, right. <laughs> that's his voice. It really isn't. He's kind of like a, a very. You should go to YouTube and watch him. He's he's got a. He's, he's the anti EMH guy. He's isn't very anti EMH. Yeah, he's air, very, very. I've read a lot of his books. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a couple good ones. Fishing for Fools, I think, is Schiller, and uh, there's a number of others. But like, he's he's pretty good. He's got some good stuff. I think that I think that he is. I think that a lot of his sort of uh, his criticisms of EMH fall along the same lines as like most of these other criticisms of it. I don't find them to be very convincing or interesting. He just kind of doesn't like it because there's inefficiencies in the market, which I don't think that most EMHers even doesn't he gra- he grades it too like different levels, right? Isn't that like his approach? Uh, I don't know if Schiller does that. Schiller, like I, I think I think the one to grade generally was I think largely Fama. That's right. Yeah, Fama uh, yeah. first did the like, um, what, what do you call it? Like full EMH. It's not full EMH, but yeah, partial <laughs> partial EMH. <laughs> Uh, and then medium, mediocre image. Uh, but no, like I think I think that Fama was the one to really like do a lot of that. But Schiller, Schiller is very is very anti EMH. Did they win the Nobel Prize in the same year or something like that, or was it back to back? It might have been Schiller and Fama that same year. I mean, they like to give it to like two contra contra like I thought that was interesting contra- yeah. positions, you know. Um, so, but they do that a lot though. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think th- I don't know who Thaler won it with. I think they were both behavioralists. But yeah, Schiller. The Fishing for Fools, for example, likes to bring in. I, they use a lot of examples in the book uh, as to why EMH is like stupid, but I don't. I don't they, think well, they're, they're ultimately just, very they, convincing. Are they just finding cases of inefficiencies and in, like? Yeah, it's it's more anecdotal. Like that's my criticism of like uh, Thaler and these others is that they tend to come up with like anecdotal examples of inefficiency. I don't think that any EMH proponent thinks that there isn't inefficiency in markets. I think that proponents generally would say to find those inefficiencies is very hard, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to have a, a difficult time profiting on them. I think that's more the position. And, and, and it'll Weak form, strong inef- form, and medium oh, form. I that's, think that's what it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not mediocre, high, <laughs> and low. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And that those inefficiencies will uh, gravitate or move towards... Well, that the uh, instant somebody finds them, the, the idea is that the instant anybody finds the inefficiency, that mm-hmm. it will be competed out. Now, I think there's a lot of really good examples of that not happening. And by the way, O'Thorpe is is one of them. I don't think that his his case is used very often. O'Thorpe apparently came up with uh, the Black Scholes formula months before Black Scholes, and yet by the time uh, Black Scholes came up with it, like six or seven months later, and actually published the work, it didn't seem like he had eked out all the efficiency in the market. You know that was available to that, right? So yeah, my guess is that for him it was a uh, it was sort of a, a liquidity problem. Like he couldn't have possibly eaten up the entire market's inefficiency in that arena. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean that's part of it. There's not some people like can't exploit the uh, the inefficiencies they find because of liquidity. And then, you know, you rely on the market to kind of do it as a whole and, like, someone discovers it. But I, I think generally the market's pretty good at, like, you know, rooting out inefficiency. Zero Hedge would disagree, though. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that story this week about J.P. Morgan, this, the spoof the spoof stuff was really interesting. You saw that? What, what was that? Someone had spoofed. There was a J.P. Morgan associate who had, uh, or maybe VP, who said that he had spoofed a bunch of uh, silver trades to increase the price. I didn't with, see that. With, with HFT. Which I find interesting. I find the spoofing stuff very interesting because, like, you're kind of exploiting other computer algorithms when you're spoofing, and you're you're moving prices up that way. And it's only like temporary. You're doing it for like a few trades, but you're doing it so often that you're making a shit ton of money on those pennies that you increase it to. 
Oh, yeah. There's an article here. Former J.P. Morgan trader pleads guilty to manipulating U.S. metals market. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. I, I find manipulation to be, like, fairly stupid, too, because, like, wait, wait, like well, he's taking a lot of risk. Well, like... Right, you're, you're, you're. It's a skill game. If you can spoof other people, I don't. That's what I don't understand. I don't understand why that's illegal. If you can convince someone that you have something that you don't, and they then begin bidding higher. It seems like they're they were willing to pay a higher price for it than the market was like, you know, going to sell it to them at that bottom rate. Well, because if you if you, but if you make if you make manipulation like an, an illegal thing, does that? We well, have to define manipulation. Risk, add, like, add, it's add, like hate speech. Yeah. There's not like yeah. what is manipulation. I don't know. What if they're rehypothecating the the gold or silver and selling it the same bar to twenty different investors? Would that be manipulation? I, I think if they don't disclose that they're doing that, it would be. Um, That's a claim made against J.P. Morgan that I've heard over the years. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, it, I, I don't. That that's that's manipulating, yeah. I mean that's but it's not it's it's not like what I generally think of when people think of like manipulation of a market, right? If they're if they're rehypothecating like the assets that are underlying it, that's I mean that's a crime, I imagine. If they're not like disclosing that. Yeah. And you're saying like they should like you you would say maybe maybe they should be allowed to do that and it shouldn't be a crime. Well, if you rehypothecate, then all that means is that you and me can like go and and purchase uh, those assets, knowing that they're rehypothecated, so we can buy them at the appropriate risk. You can you can actually price that right. right? The risk of like the the risk associated with rehypothecation. You can you can price it. It's, it's not going to be worth so, the same as like a real bar. So, so you'd rather just let the market decide. I just let the market decide. <laughs> just let the market decide. No, I'm just saying that like I, I yeah. think markets are really good at like pricing and risk. Yeah. So right now the the possibility that they're rehypothecating uh, gold and silver is a is a function of market price. Like people have that in there. But because there's no confirmation of it and it's all allegation, like, you know, you can't it's not gonna be as low as it would be had they announced that they were in fact rehypothecating. Hmm. I mean to me that's to me that, that that you can't sell something you don't have. But if you tell people what you don't have and that you're selling it and people buy it, then they can come to an appropriate price on what that actually is. That that's that would be my assumption. I also I also don't think that you'd be it would be highly profitable to rehypothecate because my guess is that people would probably if you if you rehypothecate it to like, you know, ten percent uh to ten percent reserves or something like that, mm -hmm. then I mean people will probably just price that at an appropriate I think price. You, I think that'd be very profitable and you'd make a bunch of money if you it, did that. If that well then why, they should do it. Just announce it. Be like, we're, we're, yeah, we're doing it. Here it is. Hmm. Well, you have to be – don't you have to have approval to do essentially fractional reserve? I mean, you can't you, – Well, every Like these metals rooms that get reserve. busted here in Florida, they, they sell metal that they don't own. Of and, and they get busted. Yeah, which so is hilarious. They're kind of rehypothecating. Oh, that's absolutely what that is, sure. right? That's yeah. the same thing. But it's a crime and then, you know, usually but they that's end up in jail. Like I don't know what the rules are with regard to rehypothecation of, like, metals. If you're announcing that you're rehypothecating, it may be a different situation. I mean, I, I don't know that that's the case like a Ponzi. If you say, like, this is a Ponzi scheme, and then, like, people put money in, I think you're probably still liable. Yes. But uh, but I don't know that you should be. <laughs> <laughs> but, sure. Yeah, but, like, but that might be the same the same thing. It might just be illegal to rehypothecate. The, the, the useless Ethereum token, did you ever take a look at that one? I love one? that, yeah. That, the, the like, I'm going to buy my television yeah. with it. I'm going to yes. buy a new dog and a house. What do you get? A hundred thousand dollars? More. Yeah, it was more. Yeah, yeah. I, did get a lot good I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I was all for that. that no, was, that one's great. Like, yeah. Yeah, that one's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna exit scam you. This will be great. Yeah. <laughs> probably some, a lot of electronics. Probably a TV. Oh yeah. fuck yeah, a lot of <laughs> probably a TV. <laughs> Big one if I get enough. I love that he got money. 
in a bear asset that people can't take back. Because that, that's like, what did they say? Real, uh, fake money, real losses? Yep. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's <laughs> Ethereum for you. <laughs> so BCH is forking, and they're, uh, yeah. they're, they're not having such a good time. Not so much. Uh, so we've talked about, like, the, like Bitcoin Cash is... Like you, you've said it before, like they're going to fork again because of they're, just, they're just contentious. Yeah, yeah this, they're, is, they're, this is a little different because it seems to mostly be spurred on by um, fake fake Toshi. Fork is going to fork our, our current our current Satoshi. Yeah. Um, they, they, well, the problem that but, they had is that like this is why Christianity is genius. All right, Christianity took okay. three gods and made them one. Right, or the Trinity. The Trinity. Okay. And and so they all like when when the Godhead speaks, it speaks as one. Okay. The problem with with Bitcoin Cash is they forked their religion. And they, they had multiple gods, and they never unified them. So they had Veer, they had Rite, and they have a number of others. So now the gods are coming out, and they all have different messages, and no one knows who, who to believe. It's, it's Zeus and, like, Hades. It's great. I love watching it. It's like, so, 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 so it's more akin to multiple gods. It's, it's more like Roman fighting. theology. They're, they're kind of like the Romans of, of uh, the Bitcoin world, whereas we are more the, like, Catholic people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already did that like rome rome lasted for a while but we know what happened there you know they inbred um okay so <laughs> so they're not having such a great time though like they they're they're like craig wright is like doing his own thing well he's so he oh yeah they're um it it craig wright's leading this i don't he says a lot of crazy shit you, you can probably go through his tweets i think the the more the funnier thing that happened this week was him emailing ver and Ver, like, doing a whole video where he was like, I may have been fooled. I may I, have been fooled. Well, yeah, fuck um, you. We know. We told yeah. you that. And it's, but by the way, the, the uh, I don't know if this is, the the specific issue seems to be with uh, the Bitcoin Cash people want to add in uh, a new opcode. Actually, they're adding in a bunch of opcodes where they, they've they've added in opcodes. Real quick, can we read this this email from yes. Craig Wright to Veer? Because it's, it's one it? of the, fun- yeah, I do. Okay. It's one of the funniest emails. Yeah. If, here's from Craig Wright. If you want war... I will do two years of no trade, nothing. In the war, no coin can trade. If you want ABC, you want shit coins. Welcome to bankruptcy. It was nice knowing you. This is like a, this is like a haiku. Yeah. <laughs> Bitcoin will die before ABC. You hate Bitcoin. You are my enemy. You have no fucking idea what that means. You will. I am Satoshi. Have a nice life. You will now discover me when pissed off. And so you could have had proof. Your choice. Fuck you, Craig. <laughs> so this is ranting. This yeah. is very fucking weird. Isn't it? Like, it's... it's, it's I don't it's, I don't know. Are those sentences? Like, I, they're... I don't know if they have, like, a subject and a predicate. All yeah. of them. And so, period. Yeah. You could have had proof. Your choice. Do you th- this email has the markings of being on cocaine to me. Maybe some hallucinogen, possibly. I don't think so. <laughs> like it's like, I mean, the cocaine. The cocaine writing is like you write and then you're like period. Put a period there. Let's do it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Best period ever. And then like you wake up the next morning, you're like I don't know how this ended up here. This this to me smells like Craig Wright on cocaine. Are you able to, to decipher what that uh, means? I don't know. What is in the war no coin can trade? 
And he's going to like, like freeze, seize up the network. Is, is this the apocalypse? <laughs> going to prevent the blockchain from well, operating? Is he going to stop mining it? Like uh, it, it only has like twelve other miners, anyways. So, so he's going to he's going to mine a bunch of empty blocks or something. I don't like, know. No coin can trade. Does it, it'd be funny to find out that he owns fifty one percent of the Bitcoin Cash network? That would be great. Like he has like the his his fifty one percent of the mining yeah. power. He's fifty one percent of like Bitcoin. Cash. Bitcoin Cash. Like actually owns like that, that would be great if he has the mining power there to like just destroy Bitcoin Cash. It would be funny if he was actually able to make good on this threat. Oh, I, I, I would too. I would laugh my ass oh, off if he has like three mm. mega factories in different just locations, <laughs> just not ready ready right, to flip guys, the switch. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're gonna up the mining power of Bitcoin up. Cash in order to win for <laughs> Bitcoin whatever my fork is. Bitcoin Craig Wright? What is it? Satoshi's vision. Satoshi's vision. His claim is at the end there will be only one Bitcoin cash. So that seems to be his goal. Well, that's better than his old claim of only one Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) True. I'm okay with there being only one Bitcoin cash. I also like the idea of Craig Wright going to war. And I like the idea of Satoshi's vision having a very low hash rate to entice miners onto it. And Bitcoin cash, sorry, Bitcoin cash Satoshi's vision having a very low mining rate. Like a very low hash rate to attract miners, mm-hmm. and Bitcoin Cash having a very high hash rate, where a guys attacking it, not letting any trade go through. That would be to me the most funny scenario if Craig Wright forced people onto his fork. Do you think that after this is done playing out, that, would be that the sum of all? Right. The- I just don't know if it's this guy's I- just. He's a fucking crazy. Yeah. But like, sorry, but we're- yeah. I was just going to ask: do you, Do you think that the when when, when the dust settles? That the sum of the Bitcoin Cash forks will be higher than the original value of Bitcoin Cash today. I because if you look at the futures, it so. looks like the Bitcoin ABC is trading at like three hundred fifty bucks. And really, the, and the Bitcoin SV is trading at like. I just $30, feel bad. So. I just feel bad for everybody that well I, that, that that sold their Bitcoin Cash because they don't get to participate in this. Whereas I am going to get to split my coins. Well, some people bought it because the price went up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they were sad that they sold their coins. I, I'm going to just get, get them to split back. mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's why I held. I figured that there'd be more forks in the future. I'd be like, I'll take this. Yeah, free money. Yeah. It's not really free money, but I like the idea of it being free money. It feels like free money. Just be, I just feel like it's risky to, like, always try to, like, claim these because, like, there's... there's we, we've seen shit pump that shouldn't have pumped. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't know. I mean, like, what's what's funny though is like he's he's a crazy person, and I could see, like, I, I, I this might end up not being like that big of a of a fork, and there may be a bigger fork coming down the road, which I I think will be like more split down the middle of the Bitcoin. I, I don't think you should count them out. What are you gonna say? No, I just uh, I think a, a successive fork would be let. I don't. I see. I I don't know how they could be let more powerful. I think. They just have like a dilutive effect going forward. I, I, mean, I question that. I don't think so. I think they're just going to keep like. Well, yeah, but I think I think that's what's going to happen with our, our, our Bitcoin Cash. I think it's going to fork, and then there will be a split. You know, a tenth of the community is going to go Craig Wright's way. Ninety percent is going to go Veer's way, and then eventually there's going to be another god that rises up, and Ryan X Charles is going to have like a mm. fucking uh, debate with Veer that he's going to you know not like him because Veer said something mean to him or told him that his Reddit idea is stupid, which it is, and um, <laughs> and and they're going to split, and Ryan X Charles is going to have a faction. He's going to take ten percent with him, and what's going to happen? You're going to have ever diminishing communities of of these Bitcoin cashers mm. until the thing just fizzles out, and Veer's not going to know what happened. I know what happened. He got all the factionalists. Mm. He got all the fucking libertarians. 
He sucked them out. It was a libertarian vacuum cleaner. It was wonderful. Go do your thing. Like he was like, you got all the toxicity out of Bitcoin, so that Bitcoiners could like do their work. Yeah. It's great. Do you think he's he, he did such a service? Yeah. Oh yeah. Where he he helped he helped get rid of. I can go play on my chain. Like okay, I right, go. What what whatever happened with Bitcoin Unlimited and Bitcoin Classic? Were those were They're those Bitcoin the, Cash? Those are the yeah. first two iterations of Bitcoin Cash, like the first two attempts. Yeah, he, he tried many many times. Are those, do those still live on at all in any capacity? I haven't heard nothing about. Well, one of those tries was Bitcoin ABC. Isn't well? Hold on. Isn't Bitcoin Unlimited? Another uh, client of Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin ABC is the Bitcoin Cash client. Yeah, and then I thought Bitcoin Unlimited was now another Bitcoin Cash client, and then Bitcoin Classic. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was my, I, that, nothing I thought, came of that. I was sad about that. I, I, I really that, that, that was a different. I think that was like a different fork. Of, wasn't that? It was Bitcoin Cash. It was the original because they hired a fork right away when they changed the. I think the mining algorithm because they they couldn't uh, they couldn't mine on it because the difficulty was like you know getting fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think they changed. They hard forked for that. And then Bitcoin Classic was the original fork, which was really hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sad that Bitcoin Classic nothing happened with because I was that was that was a perfect ironic chain to have like come out of it. I don't know how many blocks it, it might actually still be around. I'm gonna go look. By the way, this opcode that they're looking to add in for this fork might like allow a weird betting feature. Bitcoin Classic is still as a website. Satoshi's true vision. Yeah, probably so up there. It's a what, funny joke. What do you mean by a betting feature? Can so you like, explain? Well, what it would allow is um, to add like an arbitrary amount of data um, into uh, what would be like the script pub key. So it would add like an opcode that would check the validity of a um, – I think it would allow you to insert like a, uh, like a message X mm-hmm. and – it would include like the signature of that message. So I think I, I rather the idea would be that you would include that arbitrary data into the script pub key, and that arbitrary data could refer to like ESPN um, box score or something, something like that. Yeah, and so like basically it would be a it would it would it would lock the, the transaction would be related to that data or like the outcome of that data. So something to that effect. Mm. But it's not it, it like when they after they forked like one of the first things that they worked on was uh, re-enabling all of the old opcodes that Bitcoin like had disabled because no one used them and they were useless. Hmm. But like they're really expanding a lot of these features and it's done in a very like liberal way without Just considering the scaling and all the other potential problems you might have. I, I, I don't know, but it's another they they love to add shit into their chain like you know w- one thing i was thinking about too along the gambling and uh calvin air is one of the players in this bitcoin cash fork and i kind of understand uh his perspective um you know he runs the bodog betting website yeah and when fees spiked up uh last year i guess around this time you know they're claiming twenty dollars uh, yeah a transaction that totally kills his business yeah it does um you know so what he needs he needs a coin that's always going to have like a three to four cent you know, transaction cost, and and that's it. That's what he cares about. He can't have it become, you know, become more expensive than all his other avenues of. But, but of none funding. of these none of these things are going to solve that. Like, what he should be doing is investing in lightning. Yeah, but but he's. I agree. But or is he looking at short term solutions? Like, I don't give a fuck like about like what the long term thing would be. It's just it's it. It's a short-term play of like let's just if he could, if he could yeah if he could get a crypto that ran with low fees that was just like Bitcoin that worked for five years he'd be ecstatic. I just think. use Monero then like just, like he should just be you know switch it over to Monero for now. 
I think I think what he ought to do is just like put a bunch of resources into Lightning, because I, I I don't think I mean Bitcoin. I think he has a secondary mo- he has a secondary motive of of having his own coin where he's a massive holder of I'm sure too. Oh, I'm sure you know that's probably the bulk of yeah. His... He'll lose a lot of money trying that. <laughs> yeah, which will be hilarious. Mm. I'm okay with that. I, I I don't think that his point is like very valid though, because like with Bitcoin we saw the the fees go way up, which is bad for these betting sites. I get that, um, but you know. They, they, they honest you know what honestly what betting sites ought to do is just make their vig a function of the fees think about it you can look at the average fees on the network if your if your vig is usually like 110 yeah. it can be 110 plus whatever the fee I, is I, I in a way i think they already kind of do that because they're kind of competing uh you know online with the other offshore books so like i think that's kind of some of the Bitcoin betting sites don't have as good odds as some of the other offshore books. I think because of the, because of that reason but he already. Has, he has a Bitcoin betting and non-Bitcoin, right? Like you can do either. Yeah. So why not just offer Bitcoin betting odds? Where you take a VIG plus a little bit more for the fee. Mm, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I, I don't know if gamblers would be receptive to that. They would like that fixed and just... Yeah, I don't think they'd be receptive to that. Lightning Network's a solution, then. I mean, that's 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 what I would say about that. Like presuming, yeah, pr- for him at least. That's, that's sub- what I look at. I want to say he probably doesn't even know about it to right. a certain degree. Yeah, we should get him on. Hey, check this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's you already know, built. It's, right. pretty, it's uh, you know. Have you heard about this? Have you One heard about this thing, this thing yeah. called Lightning Network? <laughs> for, to, to, to add a comment there. There is still a lot in the works of Lightning before right. it's like, you know. When Bitcoin Clash or Glass tweeted on February 12th, by the way. So I think this project is dead. Yeah. Which saddens me. Or, or saddens the, me or, greatly. Or, well, February. So the people behind the project may have started playing Fortnite. That's true. That That's is, a good point. That's yeah. right along the time that Fortnite... Really Are we going to remember this as the Fortnite bear market? Uh, like, it could be. Bitcoin is playing Fortnite. I will, I will say, on the site, you can look at it. They have, uh, they have nodes that you can download. They have mining uh, mining pools. Uh, the, the two mining pools ever, BitcoinClassic.ninja and BClassic.notBcash.org, which I like. Um, so, you know, maybe you can still do it. It says that BISC still has it, which is a decentralized exchange, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not like that project. BISC? Uh, because the, the, every, K, every, the KYC. Because when I read, I read, I read information... And I was like, I don't think this is this is not what a DEX is, or it's not what my conception of a DEX is. Well, and I don't think it's even decentralized the way they think it is. Speaking because of speaking there's of cutoff DEXs, points, and 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 you still have to like there, there's bank transfers that have to occur, right? Like that's done. So, so can we talk about DEXs? Because I think that it's important to, yeah, to talk maybe. about the fact that Ether Delta, a DEX, mm-hmm. got sued. So I guess that wasn't sufficiently decentralized. I guess not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got sued by the SEC. And apparently have settled. Yeah, like it was a... Uh, Who the fuck did they sue? They sued the guy that operates the site. He, the thing about Ether Delta is that it was, like, there was enough centralization around, like, the guy running the operation. Yeah. So, I don't know if that is in... I mean, like, I think as Bitcoiners, we would say that's not even a de- that's not a DEX. But if we're looking at it from, like, the SEC, like, the where the law is going point of view... 
uh, where where does Ether Delta actually fall on a spectrum of like a decentralized exchange versus like a, a, a transgendered? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Right, um, but I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's it, it doesn't seem to me. It, like, what's decentralized about it? Is is Shapeshift a decentralized exchange? I, well, see, here's the thing. I don't know. Like, you, I feel like if I was going to talk about like, a, or you, one was going to talk about like the Ether Delta thing about how decentralized it is, you have to talk about like the technicals of how it works. Right. And I don't know enough about Ethereum to even like. Right. I don't know anything about Ethereum actually. <laughs> as, as, That's as, a bad admission, Sean. As 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 uh, yeah, a scene of my my hedge fund uh, speculation. Um, just kidding. But uh, I yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly like how. It, it's hard to me to conceive that if you have like a, a thing you can sue, mm-hmm. it can't be decentralized. Can't be. It can't right. be. Mm-mm. Like what? What if you just said I, I can't pay this because you know it's decentralized. So I don't operate it. I just have a website. Or why are you even talking to me? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like wh- who did they? So apparently he made like $225 million in fees over the course of running this. And the fine uh, amounted to be, I think it was like 1.2% of his, yeah. of, you know, so it's not a bad deal. No, I, like if I were him, I'd be like, I'll do that all over <laughs> fucking again. How yeah. much you want to write your check but, for? Like, I saw like, they disgorged like a million dollars. Like, uh, okay. Right. Like, uh, and now you're in gladly. the clear, and now you yeah, kind of like, have... Do I have it, do you yeah. just get to keep the money? Yeah, you just get to keep the rest. <laughs> no more charges? It's just a tax. Yeah. It's just a fucking tax. So uh, how much... I only know about Ether Delta because I had a, a friend, this was about a year ago, wanted to get some obscure coin no matter what, and he begged me to help him, and that was the only place to get it, and I couldn't even figure it out. It was such a poor UI. I think Sean figured it out. You, Didn't you figure it out? You, you used Ether Delta. Isn't that the only place that Regicoin was like selling? Yeah, yeah, I think it was a lot of like client side like Regicoin. You'd, you'd open up a trade, or you'd want to like sell uh, Regicoin, and then someone would have to match. How's it. this like token the, doing? Like I, I, I don't even know what's his, what's the name of his actual project. Veritasium. <laughs> I seem tweeting about it. He's he's he's. See the the thing with Veritasium is like that's a that's a bet on Reggie, and he seems that's like he's a, still dude, that being, guy. That guy is working on that. Project. That guy is an energizer bunny of. Bullshit! I love him. I oh, haven't yeah. seen him pop up on any of my feeds lately. That's because you're not into his coin. Yeah, you got to. Is be, that oh, okay? <laughs> you got to be. <laughs> that into, explains you it. Is that thirty five dollars a coin? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's I, I, I'll take that. Was it like two hundred at one point? Uh, I need more announcements like that J- Jamaican exchange announcement. Yeah. I hope he's cashing out like three hundred grand a week. God, I really hope so. <laughs> I, I really hope so. I don't think so though. I think he actually believes in this. Yeah. See, that's the does. problem with these founders that believe in their projects. They don't know they're stupid. Yeah, but what if what if he what if he like got it like 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 register like uh, registered somehow and it, like of all of these shit coins. Well, that's tokens, fine, but what's it, 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 what's it, the use of it? Who cares? Yeah, the point is is that he might be able to like make it a thing. As I understand, I think he's actually gone about the Veritasium stuff the correct the correct way. I think he actually like did the registrations and everything else. Mm-hmm. So good on him, but I still don't know that it has any use. <laughs> But we'll see. I don't even know what. The I don't know that he knows. I've heard him describe it, and like, what seems like is he had this kind of like vague idea of what he does, but yeah. then like he's like, ah, just release the coin. ICOs are hot right now. Yeah. The the, the thing about this Ether Delta, like, the SEC seems to be cracking down more and like actually coming. Well, they announced that stuff. they have a lot more stuff in the works, so right. that's it's like more is coming. Yeah, and I don't know if that is like a good as idea. long as they don't come to Pamp and Pamp Capital's door. Yeah, we'll, I think we'll be fine. We'll be good. We'll be good. Um, 
Is it like going to be? A, is it going to be a death? <laughs> you, you make that face, but we don't actually have anything. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we. we uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You don't know what? Well, like, remember? remember how, like, one of the thoughts was, I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> there's there's going nothing with this. going on up there, Kevin. Like, he's he's so dumb. Yeah. He's so dumb. That's what happens when you become a camboy. Your brain just. It just it sizzles out. your fucking brain. And you get really stupid. Did you look at the Petro stuff this week? This is, this is to me, w- w- like, hilarious. It's so funny. They released the Petro, kind of. Nobody knew where it was. No one saw anything of the Petro. It was nowhere to be found at all. And then and, and, then, and then an article comes on out. On them. And it, we, we hear yeah. that Petro is apparently on them. There are these big transactions that occurred. No one knows where they are. They're just kind of out there in the ether. Mm-hmm. I'm a Nemer, and uh, and 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 no one knows anybody that has this stuff. And so then this week, the government announces that they're rebuilding it on Dash, a Dash fork, a Dash fork. So now they have Petro version two. They they took everybody's Petro, and they re-released it on on Dash. And now they have uh, apparently sort of disappeared the boulevard from certain people's bank accounts. I don't know where this picture came from. But like someone saying that they're seeing the bowl or the the petro now in their account. Yeah, someone tweeted out this image, and they it was it was literally like this is Matt Odell. Oh, they replaced their money with digital. It's now the, the petro. I think. Yeah, I, I think uh, John <laughs> Dash. I think John Villar said that that's that is exactly what happened with his account. So his account now doesn't show Boulevard. It's just like petro. It's like petro. Petrovar. Like, that's his new currency. So now everyone like, in Venezuela is just exchanging in petro. I guess I don't know. Like it, it, it's such a bizarre. It's so weird. Events yeah. of what they're doing. So, so now, like, if if given given that, like, what can I get some Petro? Is what? that possible now? That like I, I could have gotten Boulevards. Can I get some Petro now? Yeah, the old ones. I, I, either. If I can get the old ones, that'd be great. Here's here's <laughs> the funny thing to me. Everyone talks about like the reason that like these these uh like like blockchain is so amazing and why governments should use it. One of the reasons is that it's immutable. No, it's fucking not. It's not fucking immutable. Like, a government can devalue their currency and rebuild their entire thing on another blockchain, apparently. Mm-hmm. They do whatever the fuck they want. Well, and it's a centralized issuance on... Completely on centralized. It, 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 Maybe they figured out what NEM was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I look at, like, you can... You, the, government, the government issues these coins, and mm-hmm. then they, they d- delete them. And then they reissue them. Like, how is this any different than fiat? It's just fiat, but on the blockchain. Yeah. All they've done is taken the central management component where the, like, Fed has to, like, care about, you know, holding a database of things. And they've they've just exported that to the blockchain. So now when, like, Dash explodes, they'd be like, oh, whoops. They really should yeah. build it on Ethereum or another, uh, like, what they should do is find a coin that has no hashing power. So then they can, like, call Luke Dash Jr. and be like, Luke, look. Our country's shit, and we need someone to, like, steal all the coins so that we have an excuse to, like, you know, devalue it. And then Luke can go and 51% attack that chain for a price, there we obviously. Go. Yeah. You know, like what he did with Coiled Coin. Um, but, yeah, that's that to me, like, I, I don't see any point in this stuff for, like, central banks are they, for the most part. Are they just trying to, like, do, like, a... a uh, a show of, like, hey, we're... Like, it, like, are, like are they attracting... Like foreign, I think what they're trying to do in... is secretly acquire Bitcoin. 
and just kind of like, this is a sleight of hand. Like, look at us. We're looking at the space. We're too stupid to know what's going on. We're going to try this. But meanwhile, like, you have, like, government officials actually mining Bitcoin on the country's dollar. I think to an extent, too, they're fighting for survival. I mean, I don't know how much longer Maduro is going to be able to, to hold on to that, that you situation. You they're trying to repatriate gold this week. That apparently. was pretty wild. Yeah, and, and the UK is like, nah. Yeah. Their reason was that they, you know, it belongs to the state, and they, they feel that Maduro is going to use it for his own personal benefit, so yeah. they're not giving it back. Right. So it's not it's, it's which not is, theirs which in any seeing, capacity. Like, like, yeah. yeah, good luck. Like, You're never getting yeah. it. Yeah. Well, that's what the United States is. There's actually a Supreme Court case this week. Um, I think it's the Sudanese government uh, who was like served with some kind of subpoena to their uh, to their uh, foreign ministry, and we, you know, they, they got a judgment against them. <coughs> uh, and and now what the the people that that received the judgment are doing is seizing their assets that are on American soil. So the, the Sudanese government is suing. And saying that you know you, you didn't you didn't properly inform us in the court case you know stuff like that but like these international relation cases are very interesting to me very weird because I don't know that like you can do much about this like the UK has your your gold the UK refuses to give it to you because they think you're a corrupt dictator well what was the point of having that gold who gave it to the UK like when did when did they get it I'm sure Chavez probably shipped it over there. So like or probably so, pre-Chavez. So even. so Chavez, it yeah. could have been pre-Chavez, but like Chavez, let's say it was Chavez. Chavez ships it over, and you know he's a corrupt dictator. Yeah. And like what they now will never ship it back. I wonder why he waited this long to ask for it. Well, why doesn't he just why does he just begin issuing currency against it? Like fuck, if you're holding it and you know it's ours, and fine, that's fine. We'll just like issue currency. Like we'll have the the gold bar. I was wondering if like that crypto. it's probably gonna. Be used to back the version three of the petrol. Why not? <laughs> just like, just like, throw it in there. Like, and our gold in the UK bank. We have let's just like fucking back it with it. Why not? The hope, hope gold coin scare. Well, think of all we, the libertarians that will try to acquire that. Like, like oh, it's backed by real gold. Yeah. <laughs> Give me some of that. Could they get a ruling which forces them to release that? Probably. Do you think that's more likely than not that eventually it will get back to them with just a delay? It really depends. I, I think it depends on the law and like the treaties they have signed with the UK. If he has to bail on the country, then they'll just uh, will, will they decide how that's spent to rebuild the country or something? Like what? I, I don't know. I, mean, I want to know what Maduro is going to do because like he's going to get forced out, right? Yeah. Is he, where where's he going to go? He's going to end up. There's only one place he'll end up. It's prison. They said he could go to like Germany. Uh, there was a couple of the countries. Nothing. Well, Germany's nearby. not. Germany's just going to arrest him. Nobody will let that guy into their country, not for any length of time. Maybe you're everybody wrong. has their price. I, I don't think Germany. I don't think that like any like first world type first world yeah. country will let that guy into their place without prosecuting him. I, I doubt maybe, it. Maybe Russia. Russia. Russia is the only other place he could go. I could think that Russia. was one of the there places named. Yeah, it's got to be Russia. Maybe he could go to uh, like one of those libertarian compounds. Maybe you should go to Costa Rica or something. Like Costa Rica, yeah. yeah. Or uh, what you would call it? Liber- what you would call Liber- it? Liberland. Liberland. Oh, you can go to Liberland. There you go. There we go. That's. I, I feel like that's what's going to happen with these like like hilarious libertarian experiments. Like, oh, we have Liberland, and like Maduro's like, I'm going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Him eating at Salt Bay was one of the funniest uh, things that oh, I've seen. I don't think that very many people outside of Florida saw that. By the way. Yeah, that was. Well, did you know what, about this? The, the Salt Bay is the salt guy. Yeah. And Maduro went to his, his restaurant. Well, yeah. the Salt Bay guy lives in, like, what? Like, Chile or, or some South American country? I think he's in Miami. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude, he's in Miami. His restaurant. He's there every night. 
Can't be far. Well, Solpe went to visit Maduro then. Yeah. No, no Maduro, Maduro came to Miami. Came here. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like a month ago. Huh. You didn't see this? I didn't know. I saw and that. Solpe did a Solpe. I was like, under boom, the impression boom, boom, boom. that Solpe was not in Miami. I think he's in Miami. That's interesting. Yeah. And, uh, and and Maduro goes there. It was weird because like the restaurant was like filled with like guards and guns, with guns and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, all those people are starving. Are you sure Maduro would be like just in Miami? Absolutely. I, I, why not? I, I didn't. Huh. We're not going to arrest him as while he's a leader of a country. He was eating empanadas on TV the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the he was honoring Mexico. Yeah. Well. Um. But I see. Like I see. I I, I wonder what his final fate is going to be because like he's not as savvy as Chavez. He's much dumber. Like, he's not as good at this. Chavez had, like, public support despite, like, oh, you're starving, but don't you love me? Like, yeah, we. I don't know why. But, like, I don't see that with Maduro. This was in Turkey. It says an Istanbul restaurant. It was in Turkey? Yeah, this guy, it's, a, like, right here. It seems like the guy. It's actually. It's, so it's supposed. To, so the Salt Bay guy. It's a. It's a series of restaurants that are Turkish. I thought it was here. It I, is here. In Turkey? No, no I, I, I heard it was in Miami. I was pretty sure it was Miami. Huh. Um, yeah, I, I saw the pictures. I know the. I know the spot. Yeah, Kevin knows the spot. Well, maybe maybe Wikipedia is wrong. Could be. Yeah, protesters <laughs> swarm Miami Salt Bay restaurant after chef. Uh, yeah. Hundred percent. September twentieth. I know it's Miami. We should go there. Yeah, we, we gotta go there. We should like yeah. bring a camera, and go go to the Salt Lake guy, just interview him. Yeah. What was it like having such a great leader here? <laughs> what did he say about your cooking? Did he like it? No, I I, I do. I, I thought it was very interesting though. Like he came down to Miami. Did he get any leftovers home for the? Country? Did he take any leftovers home? You can watch it. Like they have video of him like leaving. He was so happy. That dude. Yeah. So fucking happy that he ate there. But yeah, like I, I wonder where he's gonna go because I don't think that there's a lot of places for Maduro to go. And, you know, I, I, I just have this, like, weird feeling. He's got a lot of Bitcoin with him. Well, he definitely confiscated everybody that he found mining Every the stuff. fucking so. miner. And they, they didn't throw him away. No. And I'm sure the miners are now working those uh, for the government on their miners. Yeah, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I, I just, I, like, I want to know, I, I know what the... I, I have yet to hear libertarians respond to the fact that, like, all of these dictatorships continually are the ones that are using and getting Bitcoin. Like, mm-hmm. how will this end war? Someone, please... Comment. How will it end war? How will it end war? How does this shit end war? That's what Vera always says. Like, Bitcoin's needed because it will end the war. Like, end, end, like, end war and crime and bring about peace. Like, fuck no, it won't. It's, it's the whole, uh, it, it's like, it's a deep-rooted Austrian idea of, like, we need to decentralize money because money from the state is... That's fine. I'm like, I'm, I'm all fine. Okay, fine. We all agree. That's all. I'll even agree with that. I think it's a dumb idea, but I'll, I'll just say I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like... How does that? How does that end war? Like it doesn't remove evil people from the world. It doesn't like. I, I think Veer thinks that the inability to print money would prevent a nation from going to war. Yeah, that's kind that, of what, but that, that's dumb. Yeah, I, that's not I why agree. nations don't go to war because they can print money. Nations have been going to war long before mm. money like was a thing. Like look at the Spanish Armadas when they were like grabbing gold from the ground and uh, had a shit ton of it. They went bankrupt going to war, but they went to war. Yeah. Modernity is probably the best cure to war, by the way. Modernity? Yeah, like giving people the internet and like... Oh, yeah. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Fortnite will cure war. That's what Veer really should be advocating, is like making little children in India like have internet connections where they can play Fortnite better. (laughs) I look at like the NFL in this country... We should play on the Indian servers. 
Those are the, that's I'll, bet that's, I'll bet that's where we should go. So much of the NFL to me is a distraction for like the American people to kind of keep their mind off of you know issues that you know pressing issues. Yeah, it's it's a distraction and uh, that's what Alex Jones works. said about Pokemon Go. Really? Yeah, he had a whole thing about like Pokemon Go being like invented by the government to like distract us. Well, I could see it as like a undercover exercise campaign. You think so? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, when that was hot, I was watching people that looked like they hadn't left the couch in years walking Going seven outside, seven point like, yeah. nine miles our, in the afternoon. We gotta get people healthy. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing is, people realize that they could do it in their car. But that was like that was the end of it. Yeah. Oh, the car. People driving three miles an hour up oh, and down. It uh, really was. Yeah. That's what I do. I found a back road. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually not three. It's it's uh, below seven. I thought about you when I saw the Asian, the seventy seven year old. Pokemon Master. Did you see the video? The yes, I did. Guy? I did. And he had like he's a, walking around. He's like, this is saved. He me. had like he's 19, 19 uh, smartphones, like on a on like a Bro, waist I, mount. I've seen that. I play. I, I see people play like that. I like. I think it's so funny. I'll show up and they'll have like eight phones and they'll pull them out. And like in anywhere else in the world, you'd be like, that dude is weird. He's rich as shit. No, no, no. It's not because it was like shitty phones. True. No, and by the way, that's not true. In Vietnam, the number of phones per person is obscene. You should look at it. Really? They have multiple devices? Oh, yeah. Go to a business meeting in Vietnam. You'll see. Like, everyone, like, first thing you do in Vietnam is you put your phones on the table. And it's like phone pocket here. Bum, bum, bum. Why are they mobile? Bum, bum, bum. It's like four four phones per person. Why are they mobile phones? Because uh, they're a one wealthy for the country. Plug, one for the plug. One for the One for the hose. One for one the for hose. The... <laughs> <laughs> one for the Saturday. Yeah. I bet they're, I bet they're like cheap Android phones. Uh, They're... Maybe not. Some of them are. Some of them are not. Huh. Phones per person Vietnam. I just think it's interesting that if that's the case, why that is the case. Like, why would you not just have a, one phone? According to Tech, I mean, Tech, I mean, Tech, Tech Asia, there are 145 cell phones for 100 people in Vietnam. So every person owns 1.5 cell phones. Yeah. You know what? They're probably, they're probably all old and the batteries don't last that long. So they probably got like 35 minutes each. It could so be. You need, yeah. <laughs> well, to get through the day, you need four. Right. You need four. So like one, like <laughs> all the Bitcoin mining is like destroy their electricity and the brownout. So they can never like get a full charge. That's, that's why. Isn't that obscene though? 1.5 phones per person in Vietnam. Yeah. And there's people like, there are people that like own five, six, seven phones. It's crazy, isn't it? For the average, I wonder if it's version. like a status symbol too. Too at the not same really. It's time. like a business thing. You need you, you get a bunch of phones because like you need them for business. You're talking on one way, you're texting on another. Yes, it's very weird. Like it's it's a strange fact about that country that you know I don't know why I know, but you should. It's it's very weird that in Vietnam people have like more phones than there are people. It's not like, but anyhow. So I, I see those people and they have. They have like four or five phones, and anywhere else in the world, they'd be like, oh, that guy's a fucking weirdo. And Pokemon, when people are playing and someone shows up with like four phones, everyone's celebrating. Like, oh my god! Oh! Oh, that's the one with eight phones. Thank god he's here. He's our best friend. It's like a weird, like, status thing. Hmm. <laughs> what's, what's more than that, Kevin? He's playing eight accounts. Yeah. So he's leveled all of them up. He's spent like 12 hours on each of those accounts, or 100 hours on each account, and... He like is showing up and you know somehow has a job, or doesn't. Maybe that's the explanation, frankly. Yeah, it's it's, it's mind blowing. But yeah, that's uh, I, I, the Pokemon Go thing is very funny to me because like, there's actually still a lot of players, by the way. Well, there, there seem to be a you know uh, 
a normal for like a normal game of players that happen to be playing it. it just the the hype of everybody playing it right. went away. Yeah, that's fairly gone. quickly. Nothing followed up. Sense. Nothing followed it up. I thought we were going to. They, they said they were going to see like Harry Potter and other shit. Yeah, uh, but uh, there was there was that initial wave and then kind of petered out. It was just it was just like the fact that it was new. Like no one, we didn't have like a. Well, I think everyone life. played it for nostalgia. I think that was what it was. I remember waking up the morning it came out, downloading it and playing it. Like I was so excited for but, it, but, but only I, for nostalgia. I think like the fact that you would like go around to you would play like in a real life scenario was like a new concept, and it like it wore off after a little bit. Cause you're like, okay, I, I want to know what it did to crime because I bet it reduced crime ridiculously. Could could have picked people, a lot of people walking around. Maybe, yeah, I, but I feel a like, lot like of opportunities like, presented themselves. Like ten people, yeah, ten people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hunting <laughs> going to the checking car handles. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think it was. I, I thought that that would happen too. I thought there'd be a bunch of games that followed it up. Nothing. Nothing. I, mean, it's, I don't even know that it's replicable. I think everyone's like it's played out. So. But they, they do. They have a lot of people that show up to their events. Like I, I know people that like fly hundreds of miles to like go to these like Pokemon events. Hmm. Well, I know they had that one event somewhere, and it was a giant failure. Really? Well, it was reported. Oh, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. that was that was because so many people showed up. Yeah, but like they didn't. They, they thought they could actually like scale a local uh, like network to handle that amount. Yeah, they they didn't. They, they couldn't. <laughs> like no one no one could play. Like, yeah. I mean. But it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's interesting to like uh, test that shit and have like a cool, a fun use case to yeah. test that type of. I just, like, I just don't think that, like, I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the next thing is for them because, I mean, I, I think what I saw in that game was that there's a huge nostalgia for Pokemon, and it blew my mind that, uh, that despite the nostalgia, like people just played it and then it lasts a couple weeks and then they're done, and while there's still some lingering players, for the most part, everyone's kind of off of it. So, um, did you see that Iran banks are getting cut off from Swift? Yeah, like a few of them. Like that's that's very interesting. It's yeah. I mean, we're, you're you're you're. Well, it, it might be a use case for Bitcoin, which would be the the the, the fun thing. Maybe. I wonder. It might be Ripple. <laughs> or, oh yeah. <laughs> like if Iran started using Ripple, that'd be like a really bizarre or or any like I, I don't know like. Uh, we, we've taught I me mean, Swift, Swift is the global payment network. So, yeah. like, if Swift I want to know what they're going to do if, if they can't if they can't operate on Swift. I mean, like, we don't know the scope of this, but like, if if it's I, I don't know which Ron Banks it is, but like, I wonder I wonder what's going on. What's very weird about it is, I mean, Iran's part of the global economy. Like, who dictates to Swift that like these banks need to be cut off? How does Swift make that decision? Uh, it seemed like. Trump, U.S. sanctions. That's all, like, who the, no, yeah, U.S. sanctions had, a, had an effect. Like Swift decided to like enforce whatever the U.S. sanctions were, which would lead to cutting them off. Because I see this like as it's it's very weird to me. I, I think that there's going to be some problems in Swift if they're starting to cut banks off. And I, I mean, I'm sure they've always done it, mm-hmm. but I mean, I just I think of the history of like the Telegraph, for example, and how that whole entire industry rose up. I mean, do you know do you know that mm-hmm. at all? So the Telegraph. Uh, th- for moral reasons, Western Union stopped broadcasting betting odds and like betting stuff, so they like stopped doing results of horse races. I think they stopped like boxing matches and stuff like that. So basically, what happened is someone started a wire service just for just for those. Okay, yeah, yeah. And what it did is it gave it gave betters or it gave bookies 
asymmetric information about what was happening. So, like, if you were a bookie, you'd be taking you'd be taking bets. Someone comes up to you, and and often what would happen is if someone like got a phone call or something like that about a horse race, they would show up at a bookie, and they would try to make the bet on you know the winner, right? Mm-hmm. And the bookie wouldn't have necessarily gotten the information on his own yet. So the result of the wire service thing was that all of a sudden the bookies were the only ones with the information. So they would reject bets for winners and take bets for losers in, uh, when, when people would come to make them like after the race if they didn't know that it had already happened. Mm. And it was like what happened is the mob ended up taking control of the entirety of that messaging platform. Super valuable. Yeah, it was so valuable. They yeah. murdered a oh, lot I'm of sorry, people to that, get it. That race has started. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got you. How much do you want like, on that horse? I was just trying to bet on the race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what was happening, and the mob took like took advantage of it. Like so, I mean, to the extent that thing became ridiculously valuable, it was run by like two guys. Mm. So valuable, the mob got a hold of it after killing a bunch of people, and then they started like doing the like you know betting the, the betting wires. So I mean, I see that sort of the, the same thing here. Like if you if you start cutting countries out of this, you're just going to end up with like sort of a, a a base swift network that is sending messages to like all the banks that are off of that network. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening in a second. Yeah. There's going to be a gab of Swift. It, it, <laughs> the gab of Swift. The gab of Swift. Swift gab. It's a weird world where... Uh... It's just messaging. It's it's just wires. Literally, they're choosing not to send certain messages yeah. from it, people. How, how, com- how, how many countries have been cut off by Swift in the past? I don't know. But I think Somalia has probably seen a lot of it. Uh, apparently, Iran now, some banks... Um, but I'm sure that it's happened from time to time over the years. So I mean, Swift is fairly new. It's not that old. I think it's fine as long as it's isolated to these edge cases where you know extremely problematic countries or something like that. I, well, the I, problem is like who decides what countries are problematic. And I mean, I, I, it seems like there has been not really a a stomach for like coming up with a competitor for Swift. So they seem to do a decent job. But I wonder what happens when you know. Uh, some bank that like is legitimate gets cut off for I don't know supporting a Madoff like Ponzi or something like that. Bitcoin, right? I, I mean that's I think that's the answer is that you end up on like Bitcoin or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which is very weird because that'll be a weird driver of this economy or could be. Mm. They're just looking for messaging. It's it's very interesting. I hope Stellar takes it. That would be funny. Did CryptoKitties raise yeah. another round? Yeah, they did. What the fuck? I they thought were, that was over. They raised like fifteen million dollars, or the parent, or the company that like, like is behind CryptoKitties raised the money. And it's all for like apparently it's not. It may not necessarily be CryptoKitties related, but it may be for like whatever their future plans are. I'm sure it's collectibles, like Bitcoin and blockchain collectibles. They said it was going to be like, uh, yeah, like uh, collectibles, games, whatever that might be fun. The thing is, is like I think they, I think they like. They might be like thinking that they can repeat that formula easily, and I don't think that I think that I don't think they knew what made it magic. I, I think the reason, the entire reason CryptoKitties work is because P- Rare Pepe's well had existed like overlapping it, right? And CryptoKitties came onto the scene like at a height of like a of, of a very speculative like like bull market, type right? Thing, people right? were trying shit. So I, like, I could see it. Like I don't understand why Wizards of the Coast doesn't jump in on this. That's right. what I would do if I were them. I would jump right in. I don't know what that is. They're, they're, they make world oh, well, magic, magic the gathering cards. Well, maybe maybe it's one of those things where it's not the time for that yet. You know, like it, it is. It's the time. It's been the time for like eight months. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think those card games are perfect for this. 
they could like basically build a wallet. I mean, like do exactly what Spellers. There's no Genesis way they could. haven't thought about it. I, I don't know. I don't think they understand that they can do it. I feel like one person going in there and explaining would be like, look, guys, like you can offload the entire work of the database. You don't have to manage that. If someone loses a card, they lose it. It's like a real card. Like this is, you know, this is what you do. And like I, I would, they would understand it instantly. I think that like gamers would understand this instantly. Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, I, I guess. I don't. Wizards of the Coast. They had um. They tried doing Magic: The Gathering as a video game, like on uh, like on an online platform where you could play other people. I don't know how successful with that. I think it was pretty successful. So it was okay. So like it wasn't something that may have failed. And I think they, just, they did the whole thing. You could open card decks and everything else. Right. There was interoperability. With you could trade and sell as well. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, I think it would be a great use case for it. And, like, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of like, my, I can see that. No, but my, like, my, my brain energy is like, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the, I don't see what CryptoKitties is going to offer here. I, I think that, like, I like to see Ethereum projects fail, so that, like, could be a bias that I'm coming at this with. Uh, but I, I just don't see what they offer. They had CryptoKitties, great. Mm-hmm. What else? Like they didn't do that on the like on the force of their genius marketing. They did that on like Reddit. Yeah, I mean it was it was all just a very like uh I mean I mean they got we know where they got the idea from. They were like we're going to do our own little game with did, did you see Fluffy Pony's tweet this week on on Daps? Uh I don't know if I did. So he pointed out that Quin- consensus Joe Lubin's uh, project yeah. has more <laughs> more employees than any app has users. You know what I thought about when I read that is, could you assume that the users are the employees? Because wouldn't you assume that the employees at least have an account? Almost certainly. So there might be zero users. There could literally be zero users except Joe Lubin's and employees. He's <laughs> 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 like, ah, why is it? Ah, you must be, you must be working for consensus. Well, I am. Everybody that works here must sign that's up for an really account. Good, that's a really good theory. Well, I think it's daily users, like how many people are actually trading on it. But yeah, I think you're right. That might just be Lubin's uh, consensus factory playing on the apps. Do you think that that would be the funniest feedback loop in the history of feedback? Like, the numbers, like, yeah, the numbers fit. Cons- consensus uh, today went bankrupt and like all the, all of the dApps are like zero users. <laughs> uh, that would be the funniest thing I've, oh, I've yeah. ever seen. <laughs> that would be if fucking hilarious. Sh- <laughs> consensus shut down. No users. Mm. I could see that 100%. You know those devices that jam cell phone signals? Yeah. You, you could the illegal test ones? It. Yeah, like you that. could hypothetically go test it out by in front of their office headquarters, just jam the network, see if you everything... See what like, the users like, shut no down. users. <laughs> 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 no one's using Augur. That, that's the one that I'm like, well, not let surprised me ask you, at. They, they claim to have $800,000 on the line for the election betting on, on the House... Uh, uh, on these midterm, <laughs> on these midterms, they claimed they had uh, a significant volume on that, and I looked. Did they? It was like eight hundred grand. Okay, which is that's not actually much. not that significant, to no, be honest. For for them, it is. I think it's probably their highest. You know, I, I would number, say this: but. like, I I think the only time that these prediction markets ever gain any volume is during those elections, during American elections. Yeah, but so do the the offshore books. Political political p- political betting odds are now featured on almost every offshore. I'm book. sure that's the case, but they, they're they popular also, there too. They're definitely popular, but they yeah. they get exactly. I mean, they get volume all year though from other stuff. Like yeah, they have football and everything else. Augur's not getting any of that volume. All the offshore books are. And I also don't think that Augur, like, is ever going to get that volume. Yeah, I'm... 
you know, I remember back in the in-trade days, you know, you could, they had, you know, Academy Award odds. They had all, you know, weather odds. I mean, they had all sorts of stuff. But th- to be you honest, the, the, vo- the, the volume was was not there on anything except the political stuff, if I remember correctly. I, I also could see, like, Augur seeing a lot of manipulation on that. Like, you, you could take those bets and, like, they'd be like, well, we'll just, like, pump it up so we can have a nice news story. I could absolutely see that. Mm. I'd, I'd be curious as to where those funds came from for those bets. I'd like to see that analysis. But I'm looking here. Uh, top five games, Ethereumon, which is the Pokemon Ether thing. It has 517 users. It's, that's the top game. Top five collectibles, Crypto Atoms. They've had t- four users in the last 24 hours. Uh, top five gambling sites, FOMO 3D. They've had 138 users in the last uh, 24 hours. Ninja Predictions is at 158 users. Marketplaces, Decentraland Marketplaces at 69 users in the last 24 hours. And IDEX of the top five exchanges have had 114 or 1,419 users in the last 24 hours. So that's no volume at all. And it's, it's like going down from what I see. Those are like Marco Report numbers. They're, they're, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they're better <laughs> by only a little. <laughs> yeah. The, I, I mean, there's just no volume at all in anything Ethereum. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, it, what's, there's so much, like, there's, there, you have consensus. You have all of these devs, allegedly. You have companies like Parity. You have these Ethereum organizations and people working on things, and, and, and they have projects, but... There's no use. There's no. There's there's nothing there. Well, I keep wondering what like the bet Ethereum Ethereumites are making. Is it? Are they just trying now at this point to be like the next Bitcoin? Because I I, I can foresee that. I could see them being like, well, we're just gonna like try to be Bitcoin. Like screw it. We don't like the, the contracts. Those are clearly not being used. Nobody builds anything good. They're stupid. They're dumb. Let's just like start building to be the next like to be Bitcoin. But focus on using the token as as currency, as, currency, yeah. as a store value yeah. and medium exchange type. Mm-hmm. They kind of already are in a way. I guess I could see it morph and more towards that. It'd be weird because like, what are they going to do about the EVM? Just kind of like slowly disappear it quietly? Because I could see that. Yeah. I could see them slowly disappearing the like EVM functionality. Yeah, no, that might be a case. That'd be kind of funny. It'd it would be like, hilarious. It becomes like a back burner feature that uh-huh. like, they don't care about anymore. Oh no. EVM's there, but it's just for development. It's, it's kind of a side thing. Put on a side chain. Yeah. I, I could absolutely see this happening. Yeah, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Or or there or it could be like that, and there could be like um like a lot of like uh connections with other chains. Like they really try to like build out like blockchain infrastructure for a lot of these other projects like EOS and, and like Neo or something. Are they are they competing with EOS or are they it like It seems that way because the EOS people are like like I, I've uh, I've seen things where they are comparing EOS to Ethereum. I gotta say, EOS is amazing. Like uh, Dan Larimer, if he knows anything, it's how to extract money from Chinese people. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's he's fucking great at it. I, I've never seen anything like it, and I think that's the source of all of the money that he gets in his projects. Yeah, like Americans bet on his ability. To, I think that's what every Daniel Larimer project is. But that's that, that's a very patriotic. It's very. Pa- I, I used to think that he was bad, but now I think he's pa- he's a patriot it's because it's coming from Chinese people. Yeah, you're, you're, he's doing. He's, he's literally he's literally a one man one, one man Chinese extraction fund. Yeah, <laughs> never, like, never thought about it that. That's way. what I'm saying. He's very patriotic. I never really thought about it either. But like you're right, we he's a patriot. To, we, we need to drain the and Chinese money as long as he's paying his taxes. Send, send, I think that he's good. Yeah. 
Just send in Daniel Larimer. He's yeah. got quite a bit of it. He's got a lot of it. But like, I just want to make him pay. If, he, like, if he's paying his taxes, like, good job, Dan. Like, I got to say, you know, maybe that's what, like, that's the bet of EOS. Is like, okay, Larimer's like the Magellan of, like, ex- of money extraction from China. Like, okay, Dan, you, no one has ever figured this out like you figured this out. You are able to take Chinese money, bring it back to the U.S. in a way no one's ever seen before. Congratulations. I'm putting money into your next project because I know how good you are at this. You're just super good at it. So, like, that's what he does. He yeah. goes there. He does the thing. He uh, he makes comparisons. I don't know what his next project will be. He'll probably, eventually probably be drop work, working for the Fed and selling debt, net, national well, debt. National debt, exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the major leagues. <laughs> this, this is, this, that's what Larimer is, like, doing. He's, like, he's interviewing for the Fed right now. Yeah. That's what his entire, like, blockchain history has been. Like, you want to buy some, uh, you want to buy some debt? You sh- you showed yeah, me you really good. You're, you're really good at this. Good well, at, come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, do you think that maybe he works for the CIA and his, his goal has been to like get money back from China here so we can like cover you know the debt situation? Because <laughs> <laughs> at this point, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, that might be the case. I don't know. I don't know that he's done anything wrong. All he's done is repatriated money. Yeah, or patriated money that was never ours to begin with. So like that, you know, I, I used to think Daniel was bad. Now I think he's a patriot. Mm-hmm. Dumpy Butt Larimer is a patriot of of great He really is. Not all not all heroes wear capes. Some yeah. have dumpy butts. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of like token <laughs> swaps on EOS now too. Yeah. Well, the, well, remember how we were talking about how these projects are going to like issue whatever their project or token is uh-huh. on multiple platforms? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's happening, and they're trying to make it easier to do that. So like, there's a proposal for uh, a protocol that um, make token movement between uh, Ethereum and EOS easier. So like more more like that's great. Do really like, think like that. atomic or cross chain swap yeah. type things. Which but really is nothing but locking up the coins and then getting them elsewhere, right. right? That's essentially what it is. Yeah. But like like I feel like if you were going to start a blockchain company, it would be like be the infrastructure to move and help these projects like move back and forth between chains and just like whatever whatever that entails. Just like you want to you want to do this, we'll build it on forty seven different chains for you. Yeah, we'll 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 have it we'll have it easy to allocate as much like however whatever setup you want. Like it's it's like it's like a containerization for for chains. Like how long does this last? Because it seems to me the more complexity we build into this infrastructure, the more likely it is that no one uses it. Also, if you integrate the ability to move easily from one bad asset to another, when when the exit does happen, it will happen really fast. Yeah, you think, unless like unless for example, everything on Ethereum freezes and you can no longer use it for a while, right? What's the news on that that latest? Bug? Oh, the vulnerability. Yeah, that's, like, it, that it's, was it's weird because we've seen a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. uh, Vitalik seemed to minimize it. And others are saying other, it's not minimized. Is it on it's, level with the parity hack? I, I I think it could be if if it was exploited. It might be certain implementations of the EVM that may have some type of weird bug in them, and that it may be not as big as the parity hack. It might just be that. I'm not sure because when I looked at it, it was uh, it was like that new Twitter account. Ca- like they were like we. Someone made a Twitter just to tweet this out. And really, I didn't know that. Yeah. You, so you can perpetually run contracts without using gas. Apparently. Which would be hilarious to find if someone's doing that, because I guarantee someone else found that vulnerability before they did. Does that make the network better? I, I don't <laughs> you know. You don't need gas anymore. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> it's free. Like, oh, I, I that. I've been doing that for months. I want to, like, could, could that be, like, like what, what would have what mattered in that world with the DAO? Like, could that have really, like, fucked the DAO?
I think the Dow would have already bought some Chick-fil-A franchises or something by now. You think so, right? Yeah. I, I, I was always laughing at that. I was like, what are they going to put their money into? What, are, what, are they, what do they fucking think they're going to put their money into? <laughs> I know what it's going to be. It's going to be like Ethereum mining projects. Sure. Yeah, it would have been, been so dumb. I know what happens when you collectively invest. You, you get real stupid. It's not like the same as the market. It's, it's different. You have a bunch of idiots making decisions. It's the wisdom of the crowd. Yeah. And well, yeah, right. Think and about you, the crowd. You, you all collectively decide. Like, essentially, what the DAO I think would have been would have been a it would have been a prize for like best PowerPoint. Like, people would have approached him like, "Here's my PowerPoint. Doesn't that look great? I I know how to make a time machine." And we're like, "Well, that's a very good PowerPoint. Okay, we'll give you. We're like, well, let's vote on it." And they would have voted on it and been like, "Well, give him money." And I want to know what obligation he would have had because, like, how could you possibly sue that guy? Like, as as like a holder of the DAO, would you individually sue him or would the DAO sue him? And like a collective action, like what would have happened? I think you'd have less recourse than a Kickstarter. I think project. so too. Yeah, and you don't have any recourse on a Kickstarter project. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think Sean literally died. Look at him over there. He's sleeping. I'm dead. I fell asleep. I'm looking for this. It seems like this. It seems like it's. You need more cocaine, Sean. That's yeah. Maybe more vodafone or. What, what does it say? Like, uh, well, it's. Everything that I find is coming from Twitter, and it's like tweets. So, is there like a, a raging Twitter debate as to how significant this is? There's, yeah, people are like, well, how are you guys like? Is it like exchanges, or are you, are you notifying people? Like these guys here, level K, uh, they're saying it's legit. Uh, I, I don't know. I have to like dig through here a little bit more because this is this has all been happening today, and like on our Ethereum. I see nothing mentioning this. Yeah, which makes sense. Well, there was just like there was a comment from Vitalik. There was a comment from Vitalik about somebody that opened up an issue from like a, like earlier this morning, and he was like, "Oh, that's not a big deal." Well, they also but he was it. he was saying it looks like this thing, but I don't know. He may have gotten that wrong. He said I'm, he t- no. The, the comment was, "I talked to them, and they said it was just this." Yeah. So and then he pointed to a GitHub issue, which has been closed, which with no comment, by the way. This might this might not be legit. I don't know. Uh, or it's very legit and like everything's it, fuckered. It would be a weird hoax type, you know. It would be. Yeah, it, it feels real. I, I go by the Kevin barometer for most story stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It seems. I mean, like it seems to me that like someone's reporting a bug, and it it feels real. Like yeah. it seems like this. Like to them, we've, we've seen least. we've yeah. seen Ethereum developers before minimize bugs. Like remember the, the DAO hack and the one like, hey everybody, just so you know. All the funds are being drained from the Dow. Just so you know, it's not a big deal. We're fixing it. We're getting. We're taking. Care. Okay, everybody, this is a big deal. This is big, okay. Something. Okay, everything's gone, and we're fucked. They, they announced <laughs> and they announced that they had it all taken care of, like yeah. on day two. Yeah, well, like, oh, yeah, we handled <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. fine. It was a good job. <laughs> High fives, everybody. Really, Griffin. Griffin was like getting on like uh, Slack. Like, oh, guys, everything's getting drained. No biggie. <laughs> You know what else I wanted to ask you guys about was the the stellar news on uh, the 125 million that oh, they're yeah. airdropping for yeah, yeah. blockchain.info wallets. I saw they had a lot of criticism over why KYC? would you why would you give up all your personal information for 25 bucks or link your your holdings? It, you know, it didn't seem to make much sense. But I, I mean, like, I think that Stellar's always done that. They they did airdrops before, and but it's, they've but always had KYC but, on them. But it's a blockchain.info airdrop. It's blockchain.info running people to sign up to use their wallet. Yeah. So, uh, so, so what, do you before, ha- what do you have to do? I wasn't clear on what you have to do to get the have, 25 bucks. I think if it's previous, like previous sellers, if you give your email, uh, I think you give a photo ID and stuff like that. Like it's, 
And but how would that get linked to anything else that you're doing? If you say if I signed up for a blockchain.info wallet, they sent me twenty five dollars in Stellar. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I, understand I what no the idea. concern I was. I don't know. I, I don't either. I, I think that like people should. Like, if you mix other coins in that wallet, would that be the problem? I don't know. I guess. But would they all be separate addresses anyway? Like I, I don't know. Like I don't know how much information uh, blockchain.info has about your like specific wallet. If if they can figure out whose true. wallet is whose, I don't know. Yeah. It's. I mean, I don't think it's that scary, but I've never been like a, a scared of KYC guy. Maybe someday that'll fuck me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Unseth, we noticed that you gave your name over here and did some very legitimate things. Yeah. You owe money. Shit. You know? So I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I tend to be on the, like, I don't give that many fuck side, but I, I was seeing everyone in Bitcoin freaking out. Well, Bitcoiners in general are the types that don't want to do that yeah. to begin with. And then it's like, well... well I just think it's that... funny that everyone like has concerns with KYC. They didn't know what KYC was until they got here. Yeah. It's like well, how it's, Bitcoiners... It's not really applied in other areas that right. much other than, you know, uh, like in finances. Like, like, you know, like, ah, fucking KYC. I'm like, <laughs> you, you were never mad about that before. That was never a thing you gave any fucks about. Like, everyone was just handing out information. Hmm. It wasn't a big deal. Did you see the? Uh, by the way, did you see the IBM and Maersk stuff? Yeah, that, that I, made I me wanted laugh to have this my your, ass off. That was funny. So basically, so Maersk is a—they're uh, like a shipping company. Yeah, and they partnered with IBM to do like a blockchain. Big, uh-huh. and no one wanted. No, no one, one wants to use it. Wanted to use it. <laughs> And they're like, well, why does everyone use our blockchain? Yeah, because it's we, public, guys. Yeah. Like, they, they, like, no one trusts Maersk with the data, which is funny because, like, you'd think that they would have, you know, everybody would have the data or something like that. But no, I think that basically this is a centralized play. Uh, IBM probably sold Maersk. I, I, I don't think that Maersk approached IBM. Mm. I'd be willing to bet that IBM approached Maersk given their sort of, like, desire to, like, get everyone on the blockchain. And Maersk signed up for it and put their name on it for whatever fee. And, uh, and and IBM thought they could sell it, but they can't. Yeah. That's so funny. It's it's great. It's exactly correct. Yeah. Like IBM's, people say that, or say that blockchains do supply chain management. And I, I just, I am looking for the evidence of it. Mm. It doesn't make sense. Blockchains don't do supply chain management. Right. There, well, there's no, there's no reason to use a blockchain for, for, for no. something like that. Where you, like, I, I don't, like... Yeah, there, there's just, there's no issue, and if and, and if you want if you did think you had a use case there, like there are other, like for example, if people are talking about like this liquid shit, which is a little bit different, but like, is somebody in the future gonna want to like is blockchain gonna implement side chains for some of these like weird blockchain esque use cases like supply chain? Management? I don't think I don't think that you need one. I'm just, I'm still trying to figure out what the point is. Like, what what's the problem with supply chain management as it is? Right, I'm sure there's like plenty of inefficiencies, but none that like blockchain's going to solve. Right, like if sensors, like I think, like let it let us Walmart let us on. Right. right. Well, this is the thing. I, I see a lot of I, I see a lot of people saying that like, well, you know what you got to do is you got to put sensors out in the field, and those sensors are going to like tell you where things are. I'm like, okay, that's great. So you don't need a blockchain for that. If you're relying on sensors, just have some fucking company make a database. And give you management of it, and then you can like report it via the sensors yeah. because that that database is, is susceptible to the same bad inputs as a blockchain. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lie about the data you're putting in, then you're going to lie. It doesn't matter if it's on a blockchain or not. Right. And that company can take a snapshot of their database. It can merkleize it if they want. They can do whatever the fuck they want. None of that is helpful in the process of supply chain management. It's yeah. it's just a fucking supply chain. So like you can you don't need anything. You don't need a blockchain. You don't need that. You just literally just need a database. 
and sensors. Mm-hmm. If, again, like I don't, I don't believe that it's super inefficient. And if the inefficiency exists such that this blockchain will help, then just add sensors to shit. Mm-hmm. That's not hard. Why, why aren't they doing that now? Right. Let's talk about, like blockchains don't solve human coordination problems. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. It, it, they got their if the forty idea of like, oh, it's a consensus, so maybe. Like they're equating consensus with human coordination or something? I, I don't know what it is, but I think that it's obvious to me that people that do blockchains in any of these industries are doing them because they believe that if they say blockchain, they will get the coordination from people mm-hmm. to join and do things that they otherwise wouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. But then you look at it like, okay, so what is it that this blockchain is? Well, it's going to record all of the places where sensors are. Okay, well, like, that's fine. What's What are the barriers to doing that now without a blockchain? Well, nothing has a sensor on it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Why does nothing have a sensor on it? Well, you know, the companies just, they don't want to put them on it. Okay. So they don't want to put sensors on things. Right. But having a, and having a blockchain will just make them do that? Yeah. Right. Well, that's fucking retarded. Mm. Or they say, like, you want to be able to track and have, like, an open uh, view of, like, where certain items are coming from. Because it's it's moving across different companies, different Great. countries. But like, how do you achieve you, that with how, a sensor? Right. Well, how do you or or you just open up the data or have a have a company that opens up the data because you're still vulnerable to the same bad inputs there. Like, there's no. <laughs> I, I yeah, it's 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 such a dumb idea, but it seems to be a dumb idea that is. Well, we see it come up again and again and again. Right. And again. It keeps surviving all of the. Like people are like, oh yeah, blockchain is overhyped and, and overused as a buzzword. But supply chain management. Oh yeah, dude, I see that all the time. But mortgages. Yeah. But what? It's Real always is, like wow. everyone's got their pet idea that they think will work on it. Oh yeah. But they all admit that it, it, it's like broken for other ideas. All those other ideas are really dumb. Mm. But it'll work on supply chain management. Mm. Why? There's no reason. It doesn't solve the human coordination issue. That's what. Like, I think that there's this like reality with people that are new to business. And I, I think you see this all the time. Like you can you can propose a great idea. Mm-hmm. I can say that I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a hot dog stand, and my competitive advantage is I'm gonna have better hot dogs than anybody in Fort Lauderdale. And I can open my stand on the back corner of some like ghetto lot, and nobody will show up. No matter how good my hot dogs are, mm-hmm. like you cannot force people to show up. It's a human coordination issue. And if you have if you have human coordination issues in an industry, showing up and saying blockchain isn't a fucking magic wand. Mm. It doesn't help anything. Aside from getting people excited about it, well, they'll get excited about it because they think that it's going to make the the, the part of their like the part that. So a company will get excited about blockchain because the way it's pitched to them is like, look, you'll have to do no extra work. Mm. And then and then you get to like the point where they have to do the work, and they're like, well, this is exactly the work we weren't willing to do before. Like, no, 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 but this is going to make the blockchain possible. Well, that doesn't matter. We didn't do this before because it wasn't cost-effective. We're not going to do it now because it's still not cost-effective. Like, the blockchain didn't remove the part that was hard. Like, you still have to put sensors on everything. Mm. And again, if, if the industry sucks because there's no sensors on shit, which I don't believe. I think there's probably sensors on everything, which makes this literally just a bad idea because then you're just sharing your, your data with your competitors. Mm. Which is one of the, one of the things that these... Uh, I can't, shipping companies, shipping companies have, saw. right. I mean, there's so much shipping fraud that happens in, in weird ways. Like, there's, are, there's, there's a, a good story about like tariffs that were put on. I think it was China, 
tariffs were put on China for, I don't remember what it was. It might have been aluminum or, or like steel or something like that. And what they started doing is just shipping all that shit to Phil- the Philippines. And then they would ship it out. Hmm. So, like, they just, you know, like, you don't, you don't necessarily want all of your data shared because sometimes you're doing weird shit. Mm. Like what, what? What? How does that advantage a company in China to admit that they're doing that? Like we're trying to avoid uh, tariffs, so we're sending our shit to, to the Philippines, and all of a sudden the Philippines production has gone up like sevenfold. Yeah, that doesn't benefit anybody in the Philippines. It doesn't benefit anybody in China. And you know, you know who else it doesn't benefit? Every other company doing the shipping, because if they can't sell the goods on the other side, they won't get that. Sh- they won't be able to ship it. So like you, you don't. Those companies don't want transparency. Neither does any of the people producing stuff that they can ship at all. They don't want that. Mm. And that's why supply chain management is stupid for blockchains. Yeah, it's such a dumb... But, like, I I, I don't know. The blockchain idea, people are still hyped around... I see less and less hype about it these days. I mean, it still exists. It's just, like... I don't know if it's going to die off completely or like iterate into the next weird thing. Well, what I like is I like the people because who got this, here because I feel it. like it always it, everything goes like this. Oh, in so a circle, like, yeah. Even if this blockchain hype goes down, there is going to come a time where something is going to take its place. Well, maybe. I, my favorite thing is the people that showed up in like last year, right at right around the pump, mm-hmm. right, and and they they showed up. And they had these like ideas, and so now they've been here a year. And I hear them talking like, "Well, you know, blockchain was overhyped, and it was real, you know, real." I just can't believe some of the stupid ideas that came out of it. They were so dumb, um, and that's why you know supply chain management is the only really good use for blockchain. Yeah, you know, and wait, voting. And, and oh yeah, and that's why <laughs> voting. All these other ideas are really bad, but that's why voting, especially is really, all the issues right? we're having lately. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, fuck, dude, they're gonna steal the votes in Florida. This this is a big deal, yeah. isn't it? It's so funny. It's it's our county. Well, I was gonna, I, it's, it's, okay. So this shit follows me. I was I was saying this earlier to Kevin. Um, when I was in Minnesota, uh-huh. I, I I voted for Norm Coleman against Al Franken. Okay. All right, and. Uh, in Minnesota, all of a the sudden, they started finding these ballots in the back of, like, the uh, election officials' cars. Like, I was in the trunk. I, I didn't realize it was there. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Franken took that election. It was really close. And the recount, Franken took it. Here, this is even more egregious. I, I voted for, uh, who's the... Uh, DeSantis? The no, the governor guy. Scott Walker. Scott Walker, that one. The guy who looks like Voldemort. Yeah. I voted for him. Scott Walker? Yeah. Rick Scott. No, Rick Scott. Rick yeah, Scott. Scott Walker. 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 Scott your vote will be stolen. So it doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter at all. If you want evidence of it, I've had my vote. This will have been the, th- the uh, three three times that I have voted for the person who won and for which my vote was stolen. So because the de- because the Democrats are going to like do some weird magic. To steal some wa- some weird magic. I mean, like I, I generally don't vote like like I was definitely like when I was young, I was a conservative, conservative guy. And I, I don't really love to vote. It's kind of stupid, I think, as an exercise. But I do it, like, in big elections. Uh-huh. And for, like, big races, I, I generally try to vote for the loser. We've, we've gone through this before so that I don't get blamed for shit. So, mm-hmm. like, I voted for Trump because I thought he was going to lose accidentally. Incidentally, he won. So now I get blamed for this shit, which is I didn't want that. I didn't want that at all. So I, I would have voted for Hillary, right? So 
In this election, though, like with all these, like, you see these videos of, like, Antifa punching people and stuff like that? I, I, I'm not into that shit. Mm-hmm. So I was going to, like, okay, down the ballot. I was like, okay, I'm going to straight Republican vote, which probably makes some people angry. But it doesn't matter that much. The, the main point is that after the election here, they're finding all of these ballots in, like, warehouses, and uh, they're shipping them in, and it's getting very weird. Very weird. And I think that I think that Scott Walker is going to lose. Rick Scott. <laughs> Rick Scott. Rick Scott. <laughs> so I don't even know who I voted for. <laughs> I think I think they're going to take it again. I think that the, I think this election will be taken. I don't. You don't? Know? But I, it, I, I do. Uh, I've seen this before. I, I, or, I know how this or, looks. Or it's not. And uh, Broward. It's going to. I'm afraid it's going to be. Get, it's going to get real political here. We are the, we are the center. Oh yeah. Like, a bunch of Democrats are going to think that Republicans like are are. The one doing the wrong crime. We are thing. we are the center of the universe for stupidity they're, they're gonna in think, the government. They're going to think Scott Walker is like taking over the state or something weird. Like Scott Walker, yeah, Scott Walker. We're That's a new name. Yeah, <laughs> <a> new name. <laughs> like, the governor of Wisconsin is a uh, is going to be the Florida the Florida yeah. Senate senator. Um, but like, yeah, I, I I I I find it very odd that this is still a thing here in like elections. Yeah, I don't know how you solve it. Because, because you should keep, put like, a rule that you have to count the votes within 30 minutes of the polls closing. That's that's literally. I think that's in the Florida Constitution. <laughs> I think literally that's a constitutional rule. So, so they're not doing. It. They're saying, "Oh, we have extra ballots." Well, I think, and then it, as I understand it, and I I don't fully know the details, but as I understand it, what's going on is they're not letting anybody in there who has like any Republican to oversee it. There's nobody in there overseeing it. And uh, and they're sitting in the back, like counting bo- votes. They're not indicating how many more ballots they have to count. They refuse to give that number. Mm. Are there any other counties in the country s- still counting? I yeah, there are. There are. Yeah, uh, Arizona, right now, um, where incidentally it looks like that election has flipped in favor of the Democrat. Uh, wow. And there's a couple of others as well. So I don't know. Like it's it's going to be very weird. But like Florida, I think you're right. Florida's going to get very political in the next like two weeks as this like unfolds. Because, I mean, we we got you know we got we, politics. We had the Parkland thing. Yeah, that got political. But like th- this type of thing is it feels a lot more like like I, I hate that because I, I like Broward County or I like I like South Florida because it's it's a little like. Less political than well, I think it's hilarious. If Maybe. if if the Democrats steal it, that that would be very funny to me. I would I would laugh a lot. It would be very funny because it's a, it, like I think it I think it shows that politics very much is like a game, mm-hmm. and like the one who plays it best wins. No matter like the rules are not really set; they're kind of set. But like you have a lot of people well, like Brenda seems- Snipes, who's like the, the, the board of election advisor or something like that. She she plays very like she's willing to do whatever it is uh, to to win. I guess it seems arbitrary. Like 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 if they wanna if they really want to win or want to get around that, they will find a way to do it. And they have more. Incentive. I find that like it's probably and, true of both parties. Though. And it seems well, I, but, I love it. I, I just think it's, I think it's great. Like, but is is that the political climate right now is such that they are even more incentivized to do whatever they need to do to win? I don't know. It's such a, Everybody's so heated up. Like it's I'm getting... just, I'm just. What I am curious. Like I don't. I'm curious as to what happens because what I would really love more than anything, mm-hmm. I would love to find out that James O'Keefe sends somebody into there and has videos of them like admitting to like adding ballots. 
Or kind of if they knew beforehand that this was going to happen and, yeah. they, and they've been, they got so something. Like, Fuck it. We'll, we'll, we'll get someone in there right away. We'll have yeah. them in just in case and they will participate in the recount. That would, the, that time, to the me, time to bust them would be right around now. Right. After. That's, I'm, I'm like praying. I'm praying for a video of this. Yeah. Because I want to, I am so curious how that process works. More than anything. Like more than, more than I care about the winner. I really don't. I'm really curious as to how you stuff ballot boxes. Mm. To me, that's like, it, it seems like a very, I think people think it's very simple, but it, it can't be simple. That has to be complicated. Yeah, it, I want to know the process from beginning to end. I mean, are you not curious about that? Yeah, I have. I really have no idea how it works. I mean, me neither. You, you like, put, it's, you, it's like completely behind closed doors. Yeah. How do you go about stuffing this? Is it like just absolutely insanely easy? Or is it really hard? Could one rogue actor do a lot of damage? Right. Like a solo, you know, individual... I mean, Did, how, it, is what, it like what could, twelve people coordinating this? Is it like hundreds? Yeah. Like what's like what could, is could, it? Could one guy do fifty thousand votes? And fa- you know, is he capable of doing that right. many? Just yeah, right. Is that is that how it is? Like, is he yeah, hitting a button? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot of like weird questions. I mean, the other thing is, what if what if these ballots they're finding are legit? Well, then why, why weren't they? Who, well, yeah, I, I don't know. But like, what if what if it's actually completely legitimate? Well, is that but are. If they're legitimate ballots, the time frame's over. So, like, are they, like, do you count those or not? I, no. I don't know. Because, like, you always hear yeah, about votes coming in late in some of these elections. Like, like why, why, why isn't there a hard cutoff? Like, well, because, like, let's say you post dated, like, postage stamped it on the right date and it, it shows up. Because, you know, the USPS sucks. Okay. But I don't think that's, like, they're, I don't know, they found, like, 15,000 votes or something like that. I heard the point made today that as soon as, uh, as, soon as a few officials started making uh, waves about how many votes they were finding, all of a sudden, like, they stopped finding votes, which is a good point. Like, I, I would like to know the process. Mm. I would like to understand it more than anything because it's, I'm so fucking curious how you could do that. If it's possible, if these are legitimate, I don't really know. I just find it very interesting. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Maybe, well, maybe this will be such a big scandal that we'll find out. Like it'll be such a that, that, those James O'Keefe pieces really did have an impact. I think that that's what won the the, in the, the swing areas Republican yeah. for like here in Florida. That Gillum video with his that had to be staffer, what lost Gillum. That uh, had to be that had an impact, and it's probably a swing like a swing event. That's what I think happened. I think that literally that James O'Keefe video probably gave DeSantis the win. I put money on that. I don't know what the what the effect is. People are saying it like the Kavanaugh stuff was what what affected it. But like I think f- fully, I think that James O'Keefe video is the reason he won. Given the fact that the race was so close yeah. at the end, yeah, it's hard not to say that. Hmm. Yeah, we'll have more next week. Is that, is that everything? I don't think we have much more. I saw New York Post is an article: Florida teacher finds provisional ballot box in storage area. Like, oh, there you go. Like, oh, we're just <laughs> Oh, oh, look. Oh, look. Oh, I found up. it. Oh, it's literally a piece of Tupperware with a, with a piece of paper. <laughs> they always are. They're, they're, they're yeah. Tupperware so shit. Weird. But it, did she just like find it and then send it in, or was it like lots of them? It was just a, a box. Uh, with Broward County said she discovered the ballot box two days after the election at Miramar Elementary School, where it was apparently left behind election left behind by election workers. It was in the storage area. That's what I would do, too. I would put stuff in... Like, if I were going to stuff the ballot box, I would leave ballots in places for other people to find them. That makes sense. So that's how I would do it. 
you just drop a bunch and be like, oh yeah. Well, no, yeah, like like if you if yeah. you need to, yeah, like you find people that like maybe didn't vote and like you start filling out ballots for them and then you just kind of leave it in a storage room and then like let someone else like call it up. Like look at look at how it's written, provisional ballot box. It's like big letters on there. Like why not like please return this to the authorities when you find it. Yeah. So when we were talking before the show, you kind of were you were saying that um, it, it would basically be pretty easy to figure out if there was some level of fraud by interviewing some of the people whose names are on these ballots. And I would think so. I would think it, that you could like just go to those people and be like, hey, why why did your yeah did, did you vote? No. Yes. You know, I, I bet you I bet you a lot of these people don't even know that they voted. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. You'd probably find if out real quick. If it's a conspiracy. Like, that's the thing. Like, this, these are always hard because, like, the allegations are that they're stuffing ballots. And, and that is a bit of a conspiracy. But, like, at the well, same the, time, There's it's also allegations that we have all these late votes that weren't counted in, in the proper time, too. Right. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's another side of it. Uh, right. But I find this very suspicious. Like, you just, you, in a storage closet? Why? How did that happen? Why? Like, that's always what happens. They're always in storage closets. Someone else finds one. You know, I mean, for everyone whose vote was in that box, that's a huge slap in the face to, you know, their right to vote. Like, the, you know, one employee makes an error not to bring the box, so none of those votes get counted. That's a huge oversight. Well, well, that's the thing. Those are provisional ballots. Me- meaning what? So they're untraditional ballots. So, like, if you vote, your vote gets counted right there at the machine, right? You go to the machine, you stick it in, it, like, looks at it, it counts your votes. Provisional ballots are the contestable ballots. So, like, if you fill out a ballot, you maybe didn't bring your ID card or something like that. Or, you know, whatever. It's, it's relying on, like, your voter card registration signature. Or let's say you, you know, for some other reason, you, you got a provisional ballot. Like, mm-hmm. there's a few reasons why you might get one. Those are the ones that are, are counted and contestable. So, like, finding a provisional ballot, like, let's say they, mm. find, let's say they find a box of provisional ballots... And they're all for, like, hundreds of people that, you know, may or may not have voted. And let's say they go through those and they start counting them and they start contesting these votes, mm. right? They only contest them, by the way, if the signature doesn't match. That's the criteria? Yeah. So, like, let's say the signature doesn't match on, you know, 5% of them or something like that. And I think they call then. They call the people who voted and just ask them questions. But if all the signatures match, I don't think they're going to do that. Someone has access to all those signatures, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, those people may not ever know they voted. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. In addition, to, I mean, like, it's just it's just weird to find a giant box filled with provisional ballots to me. Like, it, it just seems obvious. Like, someone did someone leave it? Like, how the fuck did that happen? Do, do we have dead people voting in this state like they do other places? I don't know. Is that, you hear, you've heard about that. I, like, I think that Chicago is the place where, let, like... Is, yeah. is the big famous that was thing. always Kennedy. a weird weird one like how how would someone have the audacity to try to pull that off he did mayor daly did yeah absolutely it's what won kennedy the election so i i don't know like voting is very weird in america because like there's there's these opportunities like we see this a lot like i said franken it happened to and now it like it seems like it's it seems like it's happening here in florida it just seems to be wherever i vote so i don't know what that says about voting um, but yeah, like it's, it's a little weird to me that they have these like provisional ballots that they just kind of keep finding. Yeah. And I, I would be very curious. I would like to see somebody go to these people who voted, even if their signature cards match and just, just kind of start interviewing them and see like what the story is. Cause I wonder if those people actually voted, if they know they voted, what the deal is. Maybe they're impossible to find. 
Maybe, maybe they, if you, maybe all they can really ask is, did you vote? And they'll say yes, but maybe they, they voted not in that location where they found. Like in other words, like they're, they're just, they're, they're doubling up on the votes, and you just confirm if the person voted or not, and they don't know that. I think that I think that they do keep records of whether you double up on votes, though. I think like they they do confirm with your registration, right? They look at your card and they see, yeah, like who's voted. They, I think they keep records of that. So I think that one's pretty easy to find. I, I don't. That's the thing. Like I don't know what kind of voter fraud would be easy to find, but like we t- we hear about how there's like almost no arrests made for voter fraud. But I think about the possibility of having someone like sign somebody else's signature to a voter ballot. Like if they find, let's say, three million ballots a year or a hundred thousand ballots a year that have signatures that don't match, and they find out that maybe that person didn't vote, how the fuck would you find the person that actually signed that and voted? How would you do that? Mm. It seems impossible. Unless you have like a camera, camera system, you go back to that time and but see. But I don't. Did the provisional that. ballots aren't time stamped. They don't do that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's probably why there's so few cases. I mean, it's probably almost impossible to prosecute. It just seems. It seems to me that like the claim that there is no voter fraud to me seems a little specious. But I, I don't know. I'd like to know the the most common ways in which it's done. Like understand that better. Well, I would like to know how many ballots in Florida come in that end up like with signatures that don't look like the person's. Or, or how many end up saying that they didn't vote, uh, you know, and they just weren't able to How was that analysis them. done, the signature matching hand by hand? It's, it's done by fucking idiots like you and me. Yeah. They just look at it and they're like, this one doesn't, maybe, I don't think. Like, I don't see, if, if you had access to the voter card database and you could see people's signatures, yeah. I don't see why you couldn't just vote for everybody. <clears throat> didn't Craig Wright sign something to Hal Finney? Something yeah. All, all, he signed <laughs> Hal Finney's name all fucked up, like nothing like his signature. I didn't see that, but that, that probably. Yeah, I saw something like that. It was just not not even close. Like a like a, like a written. Yeah, answer, yeah, yeah. When? I don't know. It, like, it had to do with the time where he sent the email to Hal's parents or something, talking about the coins. Like, uh, you know, if you know where they're at, I can help you or something. You don't remember that email? No, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm looking here. Signs. Huh. Put in Craig Wright forged signature. How do they know it was Craig? Because it was a letter from him or something? Really? Yeah, is it not coming up real quick on front page? It's not, no. I just think, like, voting is just one of those systems that might... It might just be easily... Like, there's no good solution here. I don't think there is. And, and my, my only concern would be that people would try to seek out a solution that would end up, like, in a bad way. Like, there'd be, like, weird identity... Well, the problem is there's so many consequences to everything. Do. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like, my guess is that the way that you have to do voting is a weird, like contentious system where if you have a member of one party if in a two-party system if you have a member of one party doing things and you have to have the member of the other party watching them that's why that shit gets expensive i think you just have to have two people performing every function you probably should have two board of election advisors mm-hmm. one republican one democrat like that that's you know you probably just have to have an adversarial system at every every stage i think that most people who vote think that the integrity of the system is really high if not Perfect. I think so too, which is why I think most people like allow these these ballots. Like they're like, well, it doesn't seem fishy. If you find a ballot, count the ballot. Like that was in Minnesota when they did that. It was very much like uh, I remember the I remember the the cries were like, count every vote. And I'm sure we'll we'll see that same thing here. Like this is a pretty like tried and true sort of uh, thing I've seen many times in my life, which is w- weird because again, like I I don't know maybe maybe they're all legitimate votes. You would think we'd have this ironed out by now. They happen quite frequently. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a solo harm. Electronic like, voting's a problem because of hacking. Mm-hmm. That would be fucked. 
That blows my mind to see the experts uh, unanimously uh, agree that you know paper ballots is the only way to go. Really, like, I bet you there's a cryptographic solution to voting that's not blockchain <laughs> that would allow you to like I don't know verify that you voted. But you, you, you and, or, and like uh, I don't know, like have a have a ballot that like you can verify was was yours. But I don't know, use uh, uh, bulletproofs to not be able to see what you know get a, a receipt. Bulletproofs will only help improving that yeah. it's that it's a non-negative number. Yeah. But yeah, that's okay. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but maybe, maybe, maybe that is the solution. We'll just we, we need we need a bulletproof voting system, I, I, right? I, <laughs> I, I just think that there's probably a cryptographic solution that that could be implemented mm-hmm. that would allow people, like even if there was hacking and votes added, you could be like, yeah, but these votes don't count. This is the number of bots that voted in this election, you know, something like that. But I, I don't know. It just it, like I think that there probably is some sort of electronic solution, but I don't know what it is, and I don't know that anyone's created it yet, and it's certainly not blockchain. Well, I think it also gets into like. You could verify that a private key voted a certain way, but you don't know that that private key belongs to a person, right? So you get like, unless unless you associate with that person, right? Or you just have like their voter ID as like a, but I don't know. Maybe you do like a. I, to be honest, like we, we we've come a long way with cryptographic protocols. I feel like that would there'd be an idea there. Like I don't I don't know if there is something that is necessarily on the horizon that would fix that problem. Yeah, I don't either. But I do find it interesting. Like, I think that there's there's got to be a, a solution. Like, I, what's weird about the Bitcoin stuff is I think Bitcoin's a little bit like going to the moon for mm-hmm. cryptography in the sense that I think there's a lot of crypto, cryptographic solutions that have been developed to, to address Bitcoin problems mm-hmm. that have never really been encountered in cryptography before. And as a result uh, of all that, cryptography is becoming better and better, like the, the entire industry just as a whole. It is. Um you could also say that a lot of the recent improvements in cryptography are coming from like all the new research into elliptic curves, which are still kind of new as well. So, like that would be the only reason. I'd but say is that, that getting research mainly because of Bitcoin? I for the most and, part, like the yeah. need for private keys and such. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 the, the ideas and papers put out by guys like you know Peter Wola, Greg Maxwell, uh, Andrew Polstra, are are cryptography ideas that are new cryptography ideas, and they are. Primarily related to Bitcoin, but they're cryptography ideas that could be like independent of Bitcoin. Um, so, like Bitcoin might be is probably driving that incentive. I mean, there's definitely a correlation there. And and honestly, like a lot of these cryptographic ideas are being are, have have a, uh, an area to get to get implemented in and, and, and you know tried in and there might, there's more of a profit model there, I guess. Right. So yeah, you could definitely say that. Um, but uh, you know, it's not like the, the 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 new thing we have here is 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 the Bitcoin blockchain, and it's not like like that that coming into existence. Like like you need a whole. I feel like you. I feel like there may be like I don't know all of the problems out there that exist. Um, like I, they could, no one knew about the Byzantine fault problem before Bitcoin. Yeah, well, very few people. Although every libertarian thinks it's, they, they all think they all they've all cared about it now for but fifty my, years. But my but my point is, I don't know if there's something else out there that like somebody may come to solve in a using some other system, and like people hadn't thought about it before. Right. Like like you rarely find ideas that are like extremely new. Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Um, you know, like the newest thing I can think that people are kind of excited about that is like 
a, a new idea outside of like Bitcoin or related to it is is like Mimblewimble, which is like a cool protocol idea. But I don't know what other problem sets might be where somebody will, right. will anonymously drop a white paper and be like, I'm solving this problem. And as it turns out, we can use a protocol that uh, does vote uh, identity or something. Right. You know, I don't know. All right. I think that's everything. I think that is. All right, Sean. Tell people where they can find you. Cam4. You can find me there. Cam4. I'm not asleep. <laughs> uh, also, the if you Plus. are, you record yourself sleeping. Yeah, there we go. Uh, also, the ETH Plus Coin Dojo. Right, yeah. and, I, and you can find me on ETH Plus as well. It's the only place I am on the internet. This is John says, chunking up the deuce of the South, the masses, and it going, peace, St. Catherine. Pray for us. <laughs>